Tales from the Plantation, Volume 31. Thank you all for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Podcasts, Instagram at Tales from the Plantation, Facebook Tales from the Plantation, Twitter at Plantation Tales. I'm your host, Harry Tubman, leading you all to freedom. We also have with us... It's your boy, Tunde, back again. I know you miss me. Uh, you can find me on Instagrams and Twitter at TFTP Instagrams. underscore Tunde. That's T-U-N-D-E. TFTP underscore Tunde. And it's your girl, Nezzy. You can find me on the tweeters, tweeters at uh, Nezita, N-E. Double Z E T A, or it could be N E Z E double T A. No, it's the first one. It's the, it's first, the first one. one. Okay. Um, <laughs> and you could find me on Instagram, but you probably don't want to. Yeah, it's not worth your time, guys. Anyway, uh, so a lot of things to discuss this week. Um, but first off, we want to kick off talking about. So I don't know. If, I don't know if it's just it's not you guys. I know it's not you, Nezzy. Um, it's it's me. It's it's me, and quite a lot of other people, black people. But we suddenly become the chief diversity and racism officers of our. Well, it's just a sudden, a sudden, like a sudden promotion. I don't know where it came from, but suddenly we just all got promoted. We're now. Is is that the same for for you, Tunde? You just got a new new job title. So I am now part of this uh, diversity and inclusion ethnicity think tank working group um which <laughs> comes with all the perks of like traditional mm. uh diversity thought which is like you get that extra attention you get that extra workload mm. yes and you get paid right no, paid. no no not yet no no but you got you got paid right because no, you know they're asking you to do more work so no, no not yeah. yet so so obviously what we're talking about right now is just the exposure piece right oh expo oh. yeah of course yeah. You get to talk to like important people in the company. That's enough, right? That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They know, they know we exist. Like I've had loads of phone wow, wow, amazing. Um, but not like tongue in cheek. But I think it's it is important that we we recognise part of the reason why it's so difficult to find. It's so difficult to find people who can do and address this stuff because of the irony of the fact that we don't have that many black people in senior positions. No, not one. First place. Like if what, what I find, what I find crazy is that like, they've basically just almost in a way tasked just black people in whichever workplace they've been. And without even knowing that they, they know anything about how to bring about a more diverse workplace. or so if they have any sort of real knowledge of what policies could work, they're just saying, well, you're black. You should know, no? I mean, I know you're dealing with all this, you know, the COVID and the racism and the trauma of that. But whilst you're doing all that, could you just, you know, do our entire race policy for us? And we won't, we won't pay you, but, you know, it's for your benefit. Like, you're black. So it's kind of your business, right? <laughs> that's basic. That's, that's basically, that's basically what's happening. It's kind of mental because, like, literally, it's all my friends. All of my friends keep telling me, yeah. Is it just they're like? Is it just me, or are you having to do like all your company's like anti-racist policies? I'm like, nope. No. Well, this you. is why this is my this is my concern. I speak coming from the NHS, in which there has been no such conversation at my workplace. 
at all, like none. The only conversations when I raised it in one of my tutorial meetings. Um, oh, I think the conversation ended pretty swiftly when my trainer said something like, oh, it's a shame about the looting though, because it's distracting from the message. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> That's where you end yeah. the conversation. That's what it's just uh, over. You just know it's not. Let's just cut this and talk about X-Men because clearly that's your field of expertise and, and talking about Black Lives Matter is not going to go anywhere. So, um, but my thing is, there's definitely people who their whole life work is, is anti-racism and like diversity training and transformation in companies when it comes to diversity. So I'm just like, why aren't these multinational companies hiring people who like actually dedicate their entire career to doing it instead of just asking their black employees? Because I feel like one, the whole point, part of like the whole conversation is also about valuing black people's gifts and talents and what they can offer to companies. So to me, part of that is also making sure that when you are creating an anti-racism policy, that you're making sure that the people who are doing it are people who have knowledge and expertise in the area and like experience in the area. And there are definitely already people who are trained to do it. So while I think it's great that they're asking their black employees to be involved in the process, I just feel like these processes should be spearheaded by people who already have made it their life's work to do that rather than asking like, you know, just, I like, just random yeah. your random, random black, like, what what if, what if the random black person you asked was literally what's his what's that guy's name james cleverly like head of the conservative james party Cleverly. you know what, what i mean what are you, what are you head of james don't worry about it yeah exactly and you're just like oh james you're black why don't you do our anti-racism policy next thing you know you find out the guy doesn't even believe institutional racism exists yeah what? It's just it's like, like <laughs> you're making the assumptions about people's politics when you're saying that they're black. You're asking them to do their anti-racism policy, which is which is what happened with the the person who was uh, who was set um, or appointed to lead the the government's um, racism in society review or whatever it's called. Like she's released multiple. Well, one, she's Asian, but two, she's released multiple um, newspaper articles where she's basically been like, I mean, Islamophobia is okay. And quite frankly, systemic racism doesn't exist. And that's the person who they appointed. So that, you know what, that really just made me, re- it's just like, we've had, yeah, it was, it was, like, it was, it was almost like, po- it was almost like poke the bear. Like, it's like they wanted it, us to get more mad. No, I don't think it's, the thing is, I just think we need to acknowledge that the conservative government has been made it very clear that they're racist and they don't give a crap about black people. Um, and I just don't think we should be looking to them for any meaningful input when it comes to race in this country. Like anything that we want to do is going to have to come from the ground up or from other agencies in, in parliament, like the other, the opposite, like the Labour Party. And the Labour Party, we can't even trust, not with Keir Starmer at the helm, Keir when Starmer. all the racists oh. against Diane Abbott and Dawn Butler, and he's, he doesn't give a, give a rubbish about that either. So it's just like, I just think, Part of what I found really empowering about this whole moment is how black people have taken have taken so much ownership of this moment and focused so much on what we can do ourselves. Yeah. And I think we need allies. I think that's you know, we have to acknowledge that we need people we need allies, but I think also we need to we need to know who our allies are. And once someone's proven themselves consistently to not want to be an ally, we shouldn't keep allowing them to like generate outrage. Because I'm just like, I haven't even 
on social media tweeted or anything about this new anti-racism person who they put in charge because I'm just like this is what they want they want my outrage they want my emotion and I'd rather just channel my emotion into doing something rather than like paying attention to a Tory government who have tried to deport black people like for the past 10 years like they clearly don't care about us being outraged at them not having a good anti-racism policy is like a waste of my time or a negative anti-racism policy to be honest because it's like to say that there isn't that systemic racism doesn't exist is actually well going against reality but just like if anything it's going to push us steps back because they may implement policy and that's the problem when you elect someone or you appoint someone to a racism like a position to sort of deal with racism who doesn't believe in sort of facts about what race is and how it affects people because then you're just going to get all sorts of wild policies so as much as it's a good thing that companies are listening to their black employees i feel like in a way they're going about it the wrong way like this is where i feel like there should be no diversity and inclusivity officers out of work they should all be getting massive pay rises and they all should be like very high up in organizations at the moment yeah and and i think i think it's really like that's that's such a good point because one one i think the the challenge of going to just any black person is what i found anyway is that because there's so few in the first place what it ends up with is and this this is particularly true for me with the size of our company what it ends up with is everyone is suddenly activated we we, <laughs> we tend to work in in kind of trends of activation so everyone has suddenly realized that they need to be doing something. Yeah. So they all reach out to the same set of people yeah. who have already been working in that space anyway. Mm. And all that means is, A, you tire out those people. So I've basically been working for the last two and a half weeks nonstop on, yeah. uh, on the black experience at yeah. work as well as all the time I was working before that on project, which was already quite difficult. But you tire out those people. But then there's the irony of not recognizing that the reason why you've had to struggle and reach out to someone who doesn't even work in any part of the business remotely close to yours Mm. for this help is because you don't know who the black people are in your area why don't you know because they're not visible why are they not visible because there are so few of them in the first place like the telegraph just released a um an article that that kind of condemned well didn't condemn but it just reported the representation of black people across the big four i was shocked by that because i was like telegraph okay yeah (laughs) so the, the stats were across the 3,000-something partners, across all four of them, 0.4% are black. 0.4. Is that, is that, is that, okay, black. So we're not talking, yeah. we're not talking uh, the other word. No, no, no. <laughs> that isn't, I actually find that word to be a slur. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> That's not a slur. <laughs> no, it is. I, it does, I, I don't find the name to be a slur. It does have the, the actual number. So that's 11 out of 3,000 equity partners. Across 11. 11. 
So I was thinking in terms of the population proportion, because I, I was like, is eleven? Is it proportion in terms of the population? And I was just like, three percent. Ten percent of ten percent of. Um, so I think black people make up what three or four. Three. It's three percent. I think. No, no, no. I can give you these facts because I've been I've been re- reporting it. So back in two thousand eleven, the UK was made up of four point three percent black people, of which I think London was a lot higher and that was closer to 17.8 percent in 17.8 yeah so that in, means in, in a london office a london office if there's correct diversity really should proportionally be having about 16 17 percent of their people being black right yes yeah. however, so, however that is 10 years ago and we know that the proportion as we have heard from all of the brexit debates the proportions of non-white British people have dramatically increased in the last 10 yeah. years. So that 4.3% is a minimum target. You should be aiming for closer to five. Yeah, so if, you, if you're looking at 300, 10% of that is 30, right? So you should at least have 15. Like, easily. Yep. Wait, what was your maths? Well, he said, well, he, said he said it was he said it was three thousand. Yeah. What's three thousand? Oh my gosh, it's three hundred, right? Three thousand. Yeah. yeah. So three thousand. So three hundred. Oh so that's three hundred is ten percent. So that should be a hundred and fifty. We have eleven. That's disgusting. That's normal. <laughs> so that, that's normal. Well, actually, no. Shall tell you what it is in general. What happens is it's the same in my in my workplace. Ain't no black people at the top. There's black people. Basically, it's like a it's like a bottom up kind of thing. So like at the sorry, the pyramid is the wrong way. But at the bottom, you have like the seat, the executive, senior executives, which is is black 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 people are in there. And as soon as you go up to like managers, to directors, to senior directors, to partners, to CEOs, black people are just they're non-existent there. And it's the white people blocking them at the middle management structures that are just stopping them from from progressing and they won't hire black people at those levels at all yeah yeah exactly that's essentially what it is and um i don't i don't know i one of the things that i i one of the things i really struggle with is this idea of whether we try to i've been really struggling with the idea of whether i not struggling actually i've decided i don't think i want to build a home for myself in this country in the sense that i don't really want to i i don't want i understand that it's about people who want to fight for their corner in this country and mm-hmm. like get us and i think that's completely right and I, I i totally get that but for me personally i just don't feel like that anymore like i don't feel that i want to live the vast majority of my my adult life in this country anymore like i just don't you saying you don't feel welcome in this country i don't feel welcome no, no, sorry you, 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 you know sorry you, you come over here you all come over in your rush we give you jobs we give you benefits we give you welfare we give you everything and now you just throw it back in our faces and tear down our statues and leave bloody unbelievable <laughs> he's negro you know, you know, <laughs> just on that point no I hope i hope you're also pushing for comms about windrush day which is tomorrow Hey, is it tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, 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 I forgot. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, we've got so we've got comms coming out giving the background, literally the full detail. It's going on the main internet website. Man, I didn't know. I didn't know. Wow, that's so wow. And you know why you didn't know? Because the white man, (laughs) brother, (laughs) open your mind, brother. (laughs) Which is actually true. (laughs) They don't want you to know. You know what? You know what? You know who wouldn't be impressed with you? Do you know who wouldn't be impressed with you? Hmm? Hmm? Doctor. Hmm? Do you know? You know, you know, you you're kind of looking a little bit like him right now with the with the hair. <laughs> yeah, with the hair. Hair. Can I just say, guys, how funny was that video that I tagged you in? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who we're talking about. We're talking about Umar Johnson. There is the video. Just Google him. The guys. Doctor Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, Tunde. <laughs> it means destiny has returned. Dr. Umar Johnson sorry forgive me I think he's taking a selfie video at like a barbershop and he literally blows a kiss into the camera and I'm just like I just think past a certain age oh no it's a no for me no I don't want to be sexist I I don't think anybody should be blowing kisses into into the camera I was going to say no man and he's no self-respecting man but (laughs) I don't think even I should be blowing kisses into a camera really past a certain age I just feel like this is very much a 15 year old on TikTok. Everybody, look who's joined. It's my um, friend. No, 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 hold up, hold up. How would you like to be defined on this podcast, my friend? You talking to me? Yeah, you. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, on this one, I don't, I don't really know. Last time, obviously, I went by uh, another name, but this time, I don't know. I'm feeling. Feeling quite confident. So, um, first you by your name? Yeah, go on. Why not? Let's do it. Rachel. Macca, Rachel. She's just joined <laughs> us. We were just talking about one of your favorite people, Dr. Umar Johnson. Umar Johnson. <laughs> oh, your twin. Your twin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has returned. What was it? What was his name? What was his name again? The ancestors, they all met. (laughs) Angela Davis. (laughs) But yeah, man. Um, what were we even what how did we even get to to Umar? Now we were just talking about basically in our workplaces, you know, are you now the anti-racism and diversity officer for your for your workplaces (laughs) as well? (laughs) So yeah, that's what we're talking about. Did you I knew about this already, but I think some people are just finding like did you guys know about like the whole wet nurses thing where black women used to breastfeed mm-hmm. yeah um white children doing um slavery and like <laughs> i posted a post on instagram and i just feel like this is just a reminder to white people when you keep asking black people to do the required research on your behalf you are following in the footsteps of your ancestors in terms of getting black people to do your work for you your work it's not my job to provide you with reading lists or to provide you with education. And here's the thing. Shall I, shall I tell you what I think about that? I think, though, and I think this, I think Buttons has said it on a previous podcast. Those who can, can. Those who can't, can't. I think that's the, that's the way I see it these yeah. days. No, but don't ask me because it's annoying. That's what I feel like. I feel like don't ask me. Unless I'm a close personal friend of yours, don't ask me for a reading list or don't ask me for. Don't that's the thing. Me, like, oh, to to me, we had to we had to provide we had to provide our company because people were asking. If I want people to be an ally, I got to tell them. I know it's yeah, vexing. Like, in a work environment, if somebody's like 
maybe you can but I just honestly but it really irks me because I honestly do feel like especially at a time when all the newspapers are writing articles about with reading lists like all you literally have to do is putting Black Lives Matter reading, reading lists onto Google and it yeah. will tell you come up with a bunch but it's, but but I, there's a, like, I think with the issue of race there's so many there's just some things out there that I just think no I don't need to like maybe you shouldn't read that maybe yeah. this is a bit uh, you know I think I think it's tricky when people say I'll just Google it I'm like cool but there's a lot of misinformation out there right so if I, I google read... my symptoms it will tell me I'm dying of x y and z doesn't necessarily mean I'm dying of x y and z do you know what I mean if we go by google every single time there's going to be a lot of stuff yeah. that I, know I, mean? I feel like in this moment there is so there are so many comprehensive reading lists and I feel like okay if you said to somebody oh do you know what I've googled a bunch of books to read um have you read any of them and what do you think that is so that is different to then asking somebody to like provide you with basics or asking like black 101 questions that's like, what's a, what's a, what's a like, black what's a black 101 because white, white people might be listening to this. what's a black 101 question stuff like oh so if you really experience racism like i'm just like don't don't come with elementary questions like that like i just feel like those kind of things are like in and maybe not every black person feel this way but just for me i find those kind of questions Irritating. Yeah. Because they're just like stupid questions to me. Which, yeah. And I get, and that's, I, find, I think, I think, I think, mm. I think I'm not finding them annoying because I find them disingenuous. Like, do you really honestly believe there's a black person in this country who hasn't experienced racism? Like, push, the, push yourself. Like, you know, when it's at, at school and they're like, push yourself, push yourself. Ask, ask a question that's a bit more advanced than that. Instead of asking me, have you experienced racism? Maybe ask something. I don't know. I can't give you a question, but just push yourself beyond the, these mere these, these basic questions that you you already know the answer to. Because like, what are you what are you trying to gain from this? Go on, Tindy. What were you about to say? Um, yeah, no, I I, I I definitely hear that, and I think it will depend on the person. Because like, the the I have had that question, that one question about oh, have you experienced racism? Um, and yeah. For the pe- the people who are asking it, where where we already have that relationship, I kind of like I've had people almost cry in, in conversations with me, and I've had to just be like, listen, to be honest, your tears aren't actually much help here. I don't I don't need your guilt. I don't need you feeling bad. Oh, white people crying, white people crying to you. Ooh. Yeah. Um, how did you How did you How does that make you feel? Honestly, so when I, when I first started two and a half weeks ago, I was a bit like. You know, my way of, you know what, I just want people to understand and then we can all work together because I'm tired of trying to pull this on my own. And then someone spoke to me and went, you know what, there needs to be a bit more firmness to my approach because you can't, there comes a point where you have to push them to get past that guilt and the shame and the disappointment. Like, I'm, I'm happy that you do feel all of these emotions. Mm. But if that's as far as it goes, you can keep it. Right. You need to do something with it. If you do feel shame, if you do feel guilt, if you do feel anger, whatever it is you're feeling, take that emotion and then channel it. So Mm -hmm. use it to start talking to the partners in your area. Use it to start talking to your friends and family members. Go further than a black square on Instagram. Go further than an email saying, I never knew or what can I do to help? And start doing the work. But why were they crying? Sorry, why were they crying <laughs> to you? So 
the, this, <laughs> these two people. <laughs> Rachel's like, I don't understand. Yeah. These two people in particular were, they, they are actually people who do a lot of work around diversity and inclusion. And for them, it was literally that overwhelming sense of, now, you know what? I have been doing this work. And I, if I'd asked myself three weeks ago, if I'd been a good ally or good supporter, I'd have thought, yes, because I personally wasn't doing all this racist stuff. Because, you know, for a lot of people, there's the non-racist versus anti-racism. And mm-hmm. anti-racism is a completely different concept for them. Mm. Because they've not been outwardly racist and they've not said anything and they're not around people who are outwardly saying it. They don't... Like, it's, it's very difficult to see when you're in the system and you're benefiting from the system how that system could be inherently corrupt. I, I just find that very... I, I, I hear that, but I also find it very, like... Straight, like, okay, for example, say there was a massive outcry about, like, disabled, like rights for disabled people, and then my disabled colleagues are telling me about their experience. I don't... I just find it very weird and self-serving when it's a person who's in a position of privilege and he probably has contributed to this to the other person's pain to then sit in front of that person and cry if the other person's not crying like i just find it but like i wouldn't sit in front of a disabled person who wasn't crying about their experience and then just start like crying because i just feel like it's quite it it just centers me i feel like it then makes because then that person then feels they have to comfort you and then they have to be like oh are you okay are you okay um like Becky, what's the matter? Like I, I just and that's been, that's I, I, and I think maybe especially as a black woman, I feel like white women's tears do not move me. They just don't. They don't move me in any way. Like I'm, I'm moved by them. So you're mute. just why are you crying? Because this is not your pain. This is not your pain. And I understand why you're crying. Like in in amongst other white people or in private. Or if I've maybe told you something, it's made me really upset. That's happened to me personally. And then we're friends. Like my white friend, for example, crying when I told him my experience of racism. Like I completely get that. But like a colleague at work just like crying with an overwhelming sense of guilt, I think I would just be a bit like. Maybe I'm being unfeeling, but I just feel like it definitely centers it centers the person who's crying rather than the person who's been affected by it. And I understand that that's kind of like a human emotion, but I do think what people need to think about in this time like not making black people feel like they have to like comfort them in yeah, their guilt. Don't, don't make you know? it white people. Don't make don't it make white people. Like, yeah, sadly. You're making me feel better. Then another black person feels bad and they share this experience and then they have to comfort you, make you feel like you're not a bad person and reassure you that you're not a bad person just because you realise that you live in a racist system. Like, like go find a toilet and do your business. <laughs> go find a toilet and do your business. That's 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 that like I just don't be saying that asking Tunde and everybody else to come for you. I just I find it very self serving. So Ra- Rachel, what's your thoughts about that? I've always had an issue with tears, to be honest, <laughs> in general. <laughs> Being honest, I've always had an issue with what's it. What's your issue with tears? Why because tears? because I'm not the kind of person to cry. So throughout life if something happens or if, if like there's a fallout or like even since primary school like if something happens and the other little girls end up crying I'd be standing there like what? like I'd be hurt too by whatever's happened but because I don't cry I become 
the culprit. Like, I must be the one that did all of the damage. It must be me. And it's been like that throughout my whole life. Like, somebody will cry. I'm not going to stand there and, and, like, push as hard as I can to get tears out because I'm not that inclined. It's because you're a stone. Oh, yeah. You're a stone that a builder rejected. You're a stone. I am. I don't even have blood. Just water. That's it. (laughs) I am. Yeah, so... Because of that, anytime someone cries, I feel for some reason there's this response that their pain is greater than the person who's not crying. Mm. So I, I generally have an issue with it. I've been blamed for a lot of stuff, like growing up in like in school and stuff, because I wasn't crying, but everybody else was. So. Whereas I'm the opposite. I cry for everything. So I, oh. I, I completely understand. I understand the whole being rude by someone else's pain. I, cry, I read a newspaper article and cry. Mm. like if it's particularly sad like I cry for everything and that's another thing even like being in relationships being aware that if you cry it can come across as manipulative because crying automatically means that the other person like has done something wrong that's how it's perceived that's how it's perceived yeah yeah so you just have to be very aware of your tears and I feel like for some white people maybe especially white women maybe they're not aware of they're not aware maybe of how, especially with white women, their tears are like a weapon. Mm. Like white women's tears can just do stuff that other people's tears can't. So it's just like, if you're going to use your tears, Karen, use them for good, but don't use them to like... But then there's that argument that... Other people. I mean, everyone processes things differently. Everyone expresses things differently, as you would know, because obviously you're one of those people that is more expressive in that way. So mm-hmm. it's difficult to tell somebody don't use your tears for this, but use them for this. Do you know what I mean? If somebody needs to cry, they'll cry. If they feel a need to cry. And I feel like that's something that somebody like me would probably benefit from learning from. Just Let crying. Them cry. Let them <laughs> cry. Let them cry. <laughs> yeah. Let them but cry. I think it's also been, being an adult comes with also some maturity. Like as a child, if you're a naturally very emotional person, like as a child, I just cried. I just cried for, for joke. Not joke, but I just, <laughs> just cried for everything, right? So, like, so, but as I got older, I had to also learn a bit more how to, like, I can't be crying at work all the time. Mm. Like, there's times at work I want to cry. I've cried at work probably, I think, once when I thought, I thought I'd um, accidentally caused someone's untimely demise. But I didn't, for the record. But, um, like, I feel like I had to learn to control my tears somewhat. And I had to, you know, and that's part of being an adult maturity. So I'm not saying that, white people who are upset about things can't cry i'm just saying like also be sensitive do not center yourself in this moment and be sensitive to other people as well and how emotionally draining this time is for black people so not so as to not then make yourself the center of attention and make yourself the emotional center by you know boiling living eye water all the time Mm. i love that that's one of my favorite phrases boiling living eye water such a black Jamaica, phrase. Jamaica. We don't, we don't, we don't say in Ghana. <laughs> we don't say in Ghana. Yeah, in fairness, yeah, that is definitely more of a Caribbean thing. Right. <laughs> um, nah, nah. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's important. But yeah, white people just remember when you're crying, don't make us feel bad. It's not our fault, mate. Um, it's. It's not. It's. It's definitely. It's your lot's thing. So just deal with it. It'll be okay. We're just, we're just, we just want to see action. It's not about the tears. We get it. It's sad. But yeah, let's just, let's just keep it moving. Let's focus on some solutions. Um, sorry, Tinder, do you have something else? Uh, I probably will, but not right now, no. All right, cool. I'm going I'm to keep going. So there's a lot, there's a couple of things on the, on the, the list <laughs> today um, to talk about. 
I think <laughs> I don't know if I can reveal the list publicly to uh, you guys. Um, oh, do you have it? No, no I'm talking about the list of things. Oh, right. My bad. Who? The list. Who's got that? Not, I, I don't have it. I ain't got the list. Nobody here has I'm it. I'm talking about the list of I'm talking about the list of topics on this on this show. That's oh, right. Oh. If you want a yeah, list of topics on the show. Meeting with, with the list on, on Twitter. Yeah. See, you yeah. put yourself in that one, Tubby. <laughs> <laughs> that joke was just too good. That was I, I thought I thought you intentionally meant to make a joke about the lists on Twitter. Uh, moving on. Um, so the conversations that are happening on Twitter right now. So it. Oh, you're talking about the list. Hey, I'm. Um, He's segwaying. Hurry, hurry up, get to it. <laughs> Tunde, do you, do you see what's happening? A prophet is without honour in his own home. Is, you oh. know what I'm saying. Anyway, anyway, so there's a lot of stuff going around about um, protecting black women at the moment. And so there's a lot of allegations and, and things around. Um, so in fact, there's a, it's, it's ranging. So I think there was, there was actually quite an interesting conversation between No Name and J. Cole. At first, at, that was happening first before some of the allegations of things like spilled over. But the, so I don't know if you guys saw what was going on with the No Name J Cole thing. But um, I mean, No Name has been sort of, if for those who don't know, No Name's a, a rapper from the US, which she's she's sort of medium famous, I would say. Like medium, she's like a medium famous. No, because like you know you have le- like level. Why do you say that, say that about you? You're you're medium famous. Yeah, she is medium famous. Like you got like at the t- at the top tier of like rappers, you got like J Cole, like Drake, like um, Kendrick Lamar, like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. They're like at the top of like the most famous rappers. No names like the level, sort of the level underneath that. You know what I'm saying? I can't that- lie. There's no there's no way you can phrase this. It doesn't seem like a par. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Medium famous. Like medium famous. <laughs> But that's what yeah. I mean. Like she's not like she's not on the top tier of like um, you know st- superstar rappers, but um, she's a great rapper. Um, and so she she what, what did she do? So she tweeted something like maybe a month. This was like when the not a month, like maybe two three weeks ago, when the George Floyd protests were happening, and was just basically talking about your favorite rappers. They wrote whole like like uh, kind of songs about or albums about um, the black struggle, but then they're not out there on the streets doing nothing. Is that, is that an accurate portrayal of what she said? Yeah, right. yeah. It's, it's a big paraphrase, but that is... That <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like that's the, that's the um, sort of... Yeah, that's, that's, that's the gist of it. And then J. Cole <laughs> wrote a whole song about... I don't know. What did he write? He wrote a whole song about... It was, did he say it was about No Name in the end? Uh, I I he, never, he, never, he never actually said it was about no name in the end. No, but he did then like add a, a tweet onto a thread that was like... Yeah, yeah. He was Go like, support no name. Yeah. Uh, hold on, I'll read it. Follow no name. I love and honour her as a leader in these times. She has done it and is doing the reading and listening and learning on a path that she truly believes is the correct one for our people. Meanwhile, a nigga like me just be rapping. I haven't done a lot of reading and I don't feel well equipped as a leader in these times, but I do a lot of thinking and I appreciate her and others like her because they challenge my beliefs and I feel that in these times that's important. I mean, so it was interesting actually, because I remember reading, not reading, listening to an interview of Kendrick Lamar or watching, sorry, reading, listening, watching, reading. Um, so, and he was saying that he doesn't really read that much. He just thinks a lot and has a lots of, ex- has lots of experiences. It, is reading played out? Is that is is that what's going on at the moment? Like people don't really read as much 
anymore? Or do you feel like it's necessary? Do you feel like it's necessary to read? You're still out here reading. <laughs> Niggas out here reading. <laughs> Simps. <laughs> Hold on, I think we should also read what J. Cole said in his rap. So his, his rap, like, the, the, this thing that started, like, so it started off with her tweet saying that, but then his, like, diss track, I'm not well-versed in rap terms, but I guess it was kind of a diss track, said, my <laughs> IQ is... <laughs> if ever there was a time that showed that we are not the popular voice... I'm not well-versed in rap. <laughs> I believe they call it a diss track. I'm like classical car from Capital Extra, boy. <laughs> what is a diss track? Anyway, go on, go on, go on. Because to me, a diss track is something that's like, you know, quite like mean, but this was kind of like, I don't know, passive aggressive. He's like, my IQ is average. There's a young lady out there. She weighs smarter than me. I scrolled through her timeline in this wild times and I started to read. She mad at the crackers. She mad at these capitalists. Mad at these murder police. She's mad at my niggas. She's mad at our ignorance. She wear her heart on her sleeve. She'd be mad at the celebrities. Loki, I'd be thinking she's talking about me. So, I mean, that sounds like no name, to be fair. Um, How do we know it's not Cardi? Hmm? 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 <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not Cardi B. To be fair, Cardi B is also mad at the police. And... I love, I love Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Man, like, like Cardi B, I probably like. I think one of my friends said this the other day. Like, I don't really know anything about her music, but just how she comes across, like, I like it, man. I think I sit there. I think she's hilarious. I think she's very funny, no, she's and I think she's also intelligent. I think people. She maybe doesn't like. No, they don't, it's, she doesn't articulate herself in the way that people think that people who yeah, talk with, with should articulate themselves. Talking. But yeah. she talks how she talks and she articulates how she articulates and she gets the point across. I understand yeah. her perfectly well. Yeah, she's yeah. That's, that's the main thing. Like, yeah, I, I get what Cardi B is saying completely. So I like, I like Cardi B's vibe when it comes to like politics and stuff. But yeah, I think the main thing with J. Cole and No Name was um, it spiraled into this conversation about black, black men and black women um in combination with all the events that have happened this week with the death of um Tossin, is it Tossin Salu? Um and there's mm. another black lady who was thrown into a dumpster by a bunch of black men. Yeah. That um, was a did you not see that video? Did you not see that video? That that was awful. That was mental. Because there's there's a difference between not supporting and actively actively targeting. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, that was bottom barrel. If that was beyond bottom barrel, they scraped out the bottom of the barrel and they kept going to hell. Put a hole in it, bruv. Anyway. So I just, I think, so what I was kind of conflicted about was, I didn't, and I don't, I didn't know what to do with my feet, because this is the thing on the timeline, right? You, you can't, as especially as a woman, if you, if you, I feel like if you even question what the massive black feminists are saying, on Twitter about a given topic, you are automatically labeled as a pick me or a coddler of black men. Okay, you can't even you can't even work through your thoughts like openly in a series of tweets because as soon as you tweet anything that's out of the bounds, of of then you over. are now automatically a pick me, right? So my whole thing with No Name and J Cole is that okay, I I get I do feel like what J Cole did was weird. I just feel like in a time like this. For you to use your energy 
to craft an entire song directed at a black woman who was doing positive things in her community when you could have used that energy to tweet to, to write tweet to um, write a rap about police brutality or in memory of George Floyd or to um, even call out other black men who this week have been doing foul things instead of using your energy to target black women. To me, that in itself is inherently quite sexist. I feel like that came across as sexist. Like, I 100% agree with that. However, I do feel like um, J. Cole reminds me of so many black men I know. And I think we can go with the assumption. There's the other thing. Do, does intention make a difference? To the outcome like I don't feel like do I feel like the intention was malicious or do I feel like J. Cole like so many black men is just I feel like there's a group of black women on Twitter for example who are very intentionally malicious towards black women and they hate black women right they're misogynist they're mis they don't like black women and they make it very clear every single time they talk about black women but then I feel like there's a, a slightly different category of black men who are more unaware of their unexamined sexism or of the ways that they view black women in all their own insecurities about their own intelligence or how well where they are and and they've kind of project that onto black women and i feel like that's a slightly different category and it felt like it was been talked about in the same way i don't know if i've made sense but do you know what i mean we can't understand a word the supervisor no, no i'm joking no <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I get, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I think it was, it was, it's a tricky one because it, it came down to what people considered him to be doing was tone policing. So it sounded like he was, you know, what you said is right, but I just don't like the way you, I don't like the way you said it. And people are like, why are you focusing on the con? Why are you focusing on? Why are you not focusing on the content rather than the things that got said? And it's like, would you do that to? Would you say that to a black man? That's why they perceive it as. Um, sexist that's what that's what it came across to me as and i think i think there's maybe some i think there's there's some there's some validity to it validity to it like but the reason i say there's validity to it is because that happens all the time like people will just get annoyed because i understandably like women can be just pissed off and they're not going to be you know what i'm saying they're not going to molly coddle and say things in a really nice way to you anymore because it's like we've been trying to tell you you're not trying to listen i think that the, the difficulty on this one though is like it seemed like j cole was talking about like um even if he's talking about no name i just think talking about like people who are activists talking about black liberation specifically rather than specifically because if this was all about feminism i would have said yeah sexist because it, you know if a woman's a pissed off, if a woman's annoyed at you you can't just be getting vexed that she's like you know not saying it in the most polite way or the way that you want because understandably there's years of pain behind that but i think if, if you're talking in a black liberation sense i think there is a there is a part of me that's like this whole way of 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 these the way that i don't know black some you know black activists talk as if everyone should know exactly what they're talking about and if you don't you haven't done the required reading and if you don't it's because you're like just an idiot and why don't you why don't you know and you know, just Google it and do the work and all these sort of phrases that they throw around and like just kind of sort of bigging themselves up in their own little work bubbles that they know everything and people that don't are just too stupid or haven't bothered to do the required... I even hate that phrase, required reading. I'm sick of it. But anyway, it's that, it's that, it's that whole thing. So I think 
in one sense, I understand what J. Cole was saying, but in another sense, I understand why No Name got vexed as well. Like, I see, I totally see why both sides. What are you saying to me? Yeah, I think that this comes back to the problem of groupthink, right? Social media is just awful for it. Social media is not the place to be having conversations that need to have any level of nuance or depth to them. Because, yeah, I... I agree that there are, there are certain ways to do things. And if J. Cole mentions, right, that he's, he's not the best educated, he mentions he's not the, the person who does the reading to understand this stuff. Part of what that tells me is he doesn't understand why that is not a good way to deal with it. Because <laughs> what that does is it opens up um, no name to attacks from very basic misogynists who will look for any opportunity to pile onto a woman. Right, that's exactly. number one. You open it up, mm-hmm. but equally, what he's saying, if you if you read it from the other direction, what he's also saying is, listen, there are some people out there who have done the reading, who've done the homework, who know the answers, and right now, while I talk about things at a surface le- surface level in my raps, I'm not that person. Do not look to me to be giving you the in depth understanding, and that also is correct, right? because it, it talks to a whole culture we have of expecting any celebrity, because they're black, to be able to give a logical, deep, reasoned, well-researched answer to why black lives should matter and why police brutality is a bad thing and why all of this systemic racism exists, right? For me, there were two parts to what he said. Number one, stop looking to J. Cole for the answers. He may rap well, but he's not the person who actually knows how to discuss these things well. Realistically, Cardi B is probably a better advocate for black empowerment than J. Cole is, despite <laughs> the difference in their lyrical abilities. Mm. It's, fun, it's, fun, it's funny, isn't it? Because like, if you, it's, what's funny is that like, if you, it's funny about that last comment, because if you look at, you think about what their music is, it seems like J. Cole can articulate it, would articulate it better in song, whereas um, Cardi B would actually like, be a better spokesperson off off my off off mic, which is <laughs> which is quite interesting. But I, I'm I'm throwing to Tasha and, and Rachel. What you guys? What do you guys? Tasha's just joined us, by the way. Hey, Tasha. Hello. Um, what you guys think? Oh, I didn't see. I didn't see you there. Hi, Tasha. Hello, oh, Tasha. What, yeah, what are you saying? We're just yeah, minimizing the impact of black women. Wow, no, dude. Go, Tasha. What are you, what are you, what are you saying about like this J Cole this? no name? I mean, here's the thing. I haven't listened to either song. I've read the lyrics of both. I haven't listened to either song. And as a J. Cole fan, I woke up, saw that he released a new song, got mad excited. And then I saw the timeline and I was like, my goodness, what has he said? What did he say? (laughs) And so here's my thing, just my hot take on it. I agree that, you know, social media is not the place for nuanced conversation. But I was looking at J. Cole and I was just like, sir, was was now really the time? That was my only thing. I was just like... We, we could have had this discussion where you are taking, I don't know, slight or direct digs at this woman. I just, I just feel like it wasn't the right time to do it, which is why he quickly started backpedaling. He's like, don't worry, I have so much respect for her. I'm just like... Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but hasn't been, you know, J. Cole being the whole woke, I speak about black lives. Isn't that kind of part of his brand? Sort of. No, it, 
actually really no, it's, is. No, 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 no. What, sorry, no, it is part of his brand. It's like he does both, isn't it? He's like, uh, don't save her, she don't want to be saved. Like, you know, anti, like sort of misogynist lyrics plus kind of woke but, lyrics at the same time. He, he does he both, isn't it? He hasn't done that in three albums. Oh, see, listen, I don't, I don't claim to know his music, so I could be wrong. But yeah, I, I as far as I've seen that, Jacob, like when I, that B3 song is like one of my favourite like songs. Have you heard that song, B3 by J. Cole? Yeah. It's, yeah, that song is incredible to me. But yeah, like... No, but he well, hasn't done brand, that. For sure. He hasn't been that level of ratchet in about three <laughs> albums. Okay, okay. So, not that I'm expecting that we, we should make J. Cole the, 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 can I talk, the face and the voice of the movement. But I was like, sir, if you haven't read, it just wasn't the time. And to come for black women at a time like this, I'm just like, oh, it wasn't necessary. And today, what's her name? No name is already like reflected. It's like, I, I feel like I shouldn't have said anything. I shouldn't have let my ego in the way. Like it, it distracted. And I just thought to myself, look at a black woman reflecting on the situation and thinking about the greater picture and how she shouldn't have even said anything. I was like, I doubt you'll ever get, you'll get that response from J. Cole. And mm. I, I do think though, the, the idea of, okay, when someone says, oh, I don't read and then doesn't follow up with any plan on how to get more information, that always bothers me. I'm just like, Okay, like if you're gonna say I don't read, <laughs> and then you just leave it there, it's like so you don't read, and you're okay with the fact that you therefore do not have the information required. Do do to, for the level of conversations that we need at this time to push it forward. I could feel, I feel like I don't read, but I watch documentaries. It's fine. Or I don't read, but like if you can recommend me some podcasts, it's fine. But to just be like I'm just I'm just a nigga who don't read. It's like <laughs> what, like what the hell is that like. I don't like if I was with the innovation and the guy was just like, oh, yeah, I just don't read. I, I honestly feel like, and then there was no follow up for like, oh, I don't really read much, but I like watching documentaries or I listen to podcasts or I find information other ways. But if it was just like, I don't read, I have no intention of reading further, and that's it. But in, in yeah, fairness, well, in fairness, in fairness, that's like a commitment to that's like a, a, an abiding commitment to lack of knowledge, which I just find worrying in any human. Yeah, but I, I don't think I don't think he's necessarily saying I don't find knowledge in any any sort of way. Like he has to, he's a rapper, he has subject matter, he gets his knowledge or his things with someone. But I I do think at a certain level, I know. He, but he didn't say that. He kind of said yeah, like say that, I'm yeah. not, I don't read, so I'm not going to know what you know, which is yeah. weird. Because, it, like, it's why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you try? Like, yeah, why wouldn't you try to get to know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. When it's part of your brand. Yeah, if it's part of your brand. That's the only thing that's weird about because, like, because you rap about black stuff. So it's just like, it's just weird to say, uh, I don't read. And I'm, it kind of came across as like, I don't read, so I'm never going to be like like she is. And like, the only thing stopping you from being like she is is literally your willingness. That, mm. like, I, you don't, she, doesn't, she doesn't come across as any more significantly intelligent than you are in terms of her capacity to retain and, and analyze information. So like you're, why both smart, you chosen, you're both smart people. You're so both you smart could... people. So why have you chosen this path of ignorance? Yeah. Like well, that's the thing. I think hopefully this could be a learning moment for him. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I, know I don't think he was, he wasn't expecting this. I don't, yet, yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think he expected it. And no, cause he's usually met with praise and honor and thank God that J. Cole has said something. This was not what he was expecting yeah, at all. He was expecting. Um, but I think what I think is good in a way is that it's, all, we seem to be more of an, in an era of any celebrity, any celebrity can get it. 
which I actually think is a good thing. Like, I, I think this whole veneration of celebrities and people just hanging on their every word needs to go. Like, yeah, I don't, but I don't, I don't want people to exchange this, you know, sort of, well, J. Cole was wrong. So I'm now team no name and everything no name says is like great and fantastic. And, and this is kind of segueing into another topic that we, you touched on today about diversity of thought. Like, I think that's such an important conversation to have, especially in a time like this. I think this is something that, it, and it seems to be, it seems to be in a, or a abiding problem, especially in a time like this where black liberation is at stake and we're all trying, we're all trying to fight for similar things. But it seems like we cannot abide anyone having a diversity of thought within that movement. That person is automatically an op. And this is what I don't, this is what I don't understand. And I think this is a really, it's a really important conversation to have about why do we feel like, unless everybody thinks the same way, we're not going to get to the same place. Because if you look at like the liberation, we like Malcolm, everyone always says Malcolm and Martin, but just throughout black liberation, people haven't always had the same ideas, but the movement has still progressed because they realize that just because we have the same ideas, we don't have exactly the same ideas. Doesn't mean um, we sort of, we can't, you know, we can't work together or we can't, you know, one's not up and I, I having said that I do I know that there were sort of there was a sort of like it, Malcolm and Martin weren't just like pat, like batty and bench you know what I mean like there was a bit of a thing where Malcolm was like you know Martin's a bit Martin's a bit soft like I'm not really I'm not on that on but that way even Malcolm said listen you better make sure that you are about his if, if you're about his life you better make sure that you're about his side of the movement because if you ain't with him you're with me Mm. And he knew what he was saying. It was a case of, look, I'm not trying to say that everyone's got to be with me, but you better understand that we are polar opposites right now. and that We are the two faces of it. So whichever way you want to do it, we are two faces of the same coin. So yeah. at the end of the day, we're all fighting for the same thing. You just got to pick your approach to it. Yeah. And, and I think, and this is the thing. It's not, it's not to say that, it's not to say that our, our previous leaders didn't, didn't, because I, Malcolm basically called Martin in some ways an Uncle Tom at times. Like he proper went in on him. But my thing is, like, I think they got to a place eventually of mutual, like you said, a place of sort of respect. And I think, why would we copy the exact same thing? Like, that wasn't necessarily the best way for things to happen. Like, they met once in their lives. Like, is that the best? It's not the best way for things to happen for us to not have sort of diversity of thought and to see each other as ops just because we don't agree with everything. I think there's certain things that majority of us can probably say we sort of disagree. We disagree that, I don't know, black people need to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps and like there's no such thing as systemic racism. We can agree on those sort of base things, but whether we, we believe that there should be some sort of policing system where it should be defund, like abolished completely or we defund it or whether it's like, I don't know, think, just different things in, in terms of black liberation. We're not all going to agree on everything, but you don't need to hate someone or really you know chastise someone just because they don't believe the same things as you and they might have done what you call the required reading or they've read about a certain topic and they've said you know this is my conclusion on it but this whole thing on twitter where you want everyone to come to the exact same viewpoint as you or it's not even just twitter i think it's just it's trickling over into society now just like unless you agree with all my points we can't we can't work together it's just it's a bit it's a bit crazy to me i don't know what do you guys think so um, me and rich were talking about I don't know if I can segue into this. Yeah, you, know, you, you can go for it. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I say? Can I? Can I talk about this, Rachel? The list that was on Twitter of like the sexual yeah. assault. 
Okay, so then there's a list going on on Twitter about of, of men who basically sexually assaulted, um, who had been who have allegedly sexually assaulted women, right? Um, and me and Rachel were both talking because we were both a bit like, we don't, we're not sure that we feel like this public listing. It's semi, I guess not public because it's not just on the timeline, but DMing this public list is exactly the way to go about this. And then anyone who said that on the timeline literally got called a pick me and you don't support women, you don't want to defend women and blah, blah, blah. And like hardly anyone who gets ever gets accused of rape is a false, is a false accusation. So why would you even kind of care? And again, it's like so many, assumpt- like if you don't agree with a certain method of doing something, your assumptions are, all, are made about your... Your entire belief system. Your entire belief system of one, of one thing that you might not agree to. And I just think, I just find it worrying, even the JK Rowling thing that happened a couple of weeks ago, the, the fact, not that necessarily, you know, I'm saying which was right, but just the fact that there wasn't any room for any conversation. It just seems like there's just, I don't know. Rachel, what are you saying? Because she mentioned you in that. Would you want to, yeah, what do you have to say out. about she this? She drew me out. She drew, drew me you out. out, bro. She drew yeah. you out. Um, so what happened from my experience recently was I, the girl that was putting it all together, I commented and I know a lot of people are being silent at the moment because they're probably quite afraid of the way that they're going to be perceived and so on. I, I am. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Huh? This you? Yeah, that tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's quite afraid. Um, And understandably so. But I just think I I need my freedom of speech, like in life. And I'm reading, Rachel, we know. Yeah. You can't be be chained or shackled. I can't. I can't. (laughs) So I'm on Twitter mainly to laugh and to learn. Like those two things. If you're going to argue with me, it's just there's no point. You're wasting your time arguing with me. Not because I'm going to argue back. But because I'm just going to be like, oh, why do you, why do you feel that way? Because I don't, I'm not there for the argument. I either learn or I laugh. If not, why, I don't see a point in being there. So <laughs> I love that. I commented and I said to her, I was basically questioning um, how these things are being verified. Um, I talked a bit about the authorities, which to be honest now with hindsight and shortly after that, actually, I thought, mm, I can understand why people don't really want to go to the authorities anymore um and to be honest we've spent how long talking about the police and how <laughs> essentially we don't trust them so really what what was there's no, yeah I, I i understand why people kind of want to take the law into their own hands now so i'm not even going to question that but um i was asking her like how like if i if i want to add someone to the list based on what has happened to me or even what hasn't happened to me can i do i just dm you and add that on like this is in my eyes it was quite a dangerous thing not just for the people that are being accused but for also the women that are organizing it because they have like no legal protection so i i appreciate why this is being put together and i appreciate that voices are needed for this and to be honest with you i will never tell someone how to feel i think it's important that people voice what their experiences are whatever that may be however it's made you feel whatever you need in the moment i think ultimately we all want to be happy so whatever that looks like to you whatever you need to achieve that do that I will never tell you how to live your life or what you should or should not be doing. However, in doing what you're doing, defamation of character is a thing. It does exist. 
So it's not that I'm being an op or it's not that I'm telling you what you're doing is wrong or it's not like I'm, I'm apologizing or being an, an apologist on behalf of anyone. I'm literally saying what you're doing, great. Do it if you need to do it. Give a platform for those voices. But you must also know that what you're doing, it could land those who are innocent on the wrong side of the law. Because if someone pull, pulled you up for defamation of character, you could very much be the victim, but now you're also the criminal. So do you know what I mean? There's just, mm -hmm. so I, I basically questioned it. And then like these girls jumped in. And so I don't even understand why she's saying that. Why is she even in this bed? Oh, oh God. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, that and then one guy And then one guy quote tweeted you. And then like, this guy went crazy at me. Like to this day, to this day, I don't know what his point day. was. I, I needed to understand where he was coming from before I could say my point. Because I knew already he'd he'd misunderstood he my point. He called you a clown. Yeah, he called me a clown. And like, women like you, disgusting and all this stuff. And I just and that's, that's what I commented on. <laughs> I commented on. on Twitter. Oh, yeah. He came, he, he sent for me like that. So I was trying to understand where he's coming from. Because I have my point. I know what my point is. But I have no idea where this guy's coming from. And for me to try and force my point or get someone to understand my point where well, I don't know I haven't what set the foundation with this person yeah mm. so we're just building upon a mess so I was trying to find out why he's sending so, to me like this why he's so angry he would not let me understand him no, no he wouldn't no. let me everything I said I, hmm. go on what I was going to say what I loved about it is that in order to defend women he decided to become aggressive towards another woman and abuse them online yeah, <laughs> that's that was what weird, I thought right? was great it's I was like so that's your way of defending women okay <laughs> it's really weird so yeah it's 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 a it's a it's a mad time it's a really it's mad a, it's, time it's a mad time mm, mad time tasha what do you what do you think about this this thing i don't know not real talk i don't know and i i know someone on that list um oh you've seen the list let's no i haven't personally seen it but let's just say People, people chat. No, people hollered at me, and they were just there, like, "Do you know that this person's on the list?" And I was just there like, "Yeah." You know, my issue, right? Okay. Is where do we where where does the line get drawn with this? So, and what I'm speaking in reference to is, if someone now comes to me and says Tasha did X, Y, and Z to me, blah blah blah, how could you still be friends with her? Do I now cancel Tasha? And then does this keep going whereby we just keep calling out one another? Because, you know, another um, a Twitter account started called Exposing the TL UK or something. And they did a list of basically the classic. all the sins of everybody on the timeline. So do we now... Is oh, was that there, was there, another, there was another one. Didn't we do this already? Wasn't there Global TUK? We talked about this maybe like two episodes ago. Bruh, so there's, so there's an, you're there's saying a new, there's another one. There's, there's a, a new thread. one. There's a Twitter thread and it's just at in loads of people that have done bad things before. Classic. And I'm just thinking like, so, and now people are obviously very upset and saying, if anyone's ever done anything to you, please let me know. I'll block them straight away and blah, blah, blah. And Can I know, just say I, those, some of those people are lying? I'm sorry, but go on, go on, go on. Finish. No, but it yeah. does make it easy for people to lie because this is a thing. It's hard because where are the checks and balances? Because I, uh, oh wait, sorry. Do you guys think I was saying some of the people on who were talking about the list? I'm saying the people. Well, you've, you've taken it there now. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. No, that's. I'm is... saying that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying so the, some of the, I'm saying. saying the people that are saying, "Oh, let me know if there's anyone that I'm following oh, that's right. bad." I'll, 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 
I'll not follow them anymore. I'm like, listen, some of these people, people have been speaking about them for literally years. If you didn't want to unfollow them before, my friend, just keep following them. You, you don't need any more proof. You've had enough proof. Just this is a real, twi- this is a real, twi- this a, Twitter is like a cult. It like it's cult. literally like a cult. Like one person comes and says, comes with their pitchfork and says, oh, this person has done this. And everyone goes, oh, and everyone picks up their pitchforks <laughs> and goes, oh, together. And then like, it just goes a bit nuts. And now- the head we- of the cult? Like, yo, I don't know. It depends on the person at the time and what you're supporting. Yeah, and it depends on your popularity because that is your currency. You're following oh, is yeah. your currency. So if you've got no followers and, and you decide that you want to come out with, that's really the only way that you're going to gain traction in a lot of instances. And if you're coming with the tea, then people are going to pick up. But the point is now we're taking it to a point where you can come and say anything about anyone. And then are we just supposed to keep cancelling people? Like, I, I don't understand. So really, are we all going to get to a point where we realise that our friends have done bad things in the past and now we just should eradicate friendship? Is that what we're getting no, to? No, I don't. The thing Sh- is, it's a line. It's a line. It's, it's it's hello, 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 hello. Thank you. I thought. No, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm just, I'm just trying to set, I'm trying to set the boundary. Wait, hold up, hold up. I'm just saying before, before you say this, I'm saying, Rachel, I think we're talking, we're just talking about a gradient. Go on, what, go on with what you're saying. But I think we're talking about a gradient. Okay, so what I was gonna say, <laughs> why does when, why is I don't blame him, mate. I don't blame him. Unbelievable. <laughs> How did we come back to femphobia in 2020? I don't know femphobia that I experienced in this podcast, honestly. Just, so, I was going to say, I don't think, the, the reason I don't feel like that, Rachel, because I feel like the people getting cancelled are, are saying and doing things that nobody that I personally know um, to call a very close friend would say or do. Like, for example, there's, like, there's various people on the timeline, um, and I would call names, I just don't really care, care to, like, I don't see the point at the moment because everyone knows who they are, but, like, guys who are in a certain section of twitter i call them like finance twitter but you know they all say finance, certain football things. and finance, well, like finance twitter, and they say they say certain things about black women there's one who a couple of weeks ago who basically all his past tweets got asked about him talking about black women's hair and their weave and the blah 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 um and he's tried to you know rebrand oh no i love black women and it's just like <laughs> these people have already said enough things to when I say and for me cancer doesn't exist because it's, it's either really there's a there's a level of behavior that you will tolerate in your life okay or, or what you find is acceptable so for me as a black woman I just don't have any male friends who would say those kind of things about black women and harbor those kind of sentiments who would be my close personal friends because like why would I have you around but in, no, no, but, you think about me so but I feel like if you if you then want to so I, I don't have anyone who says, says this kind of things. I don't have anybody, I don't feel like in my, in my life, like male friends that I know who would be on a list of sexual uh, abusers because I just don't, I, I'm quite, I feel like when I choose my friends, and people you will never know that. Wait, hang on a second. I was going to say you don't know. That's a very, that's a, I think that's a very dangerous statement to make only because no one goes out of their way to make friends knowing, mm, you know what, I'm being, I'm not being very selective here. It's my fault in a way and no, I'm selecting no, no. that's how it's sounding no, no no I'm not saying that but what I'm saying is for example the guys who have said a lot of the guys who are on the list from what I've heard a lot of them are the same people who say certain things on the TL so what I'm no. saying is what 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 they what have they have already said or their sentiments about certain things make it already make it clear and then also to the point of are you going to cancel people who 
yes if i if i have someone a male person in my life who has multiple women accusing them of sexual assault i absolutely i'm going to cancel them like that person yep. is absolutely going to get locked off like mm-hmm. it just is like it's not a thing of yeah it will and if that if that's if that's what if that's, if that's what needs to happen for people to understand their behavior is unacceptable then absolutely i feel like you know obviously as people said there are a minority of cases in which there, is, there are false accusations so if you know if it's like a one-off a one person who says something and it's not verified by other people and you feel like this doesn't hold true of what i know about that person like from the, for the extent of our friendship then fair enough but if they've got like five people like there's some guys i've seen on tiara or four or five women who said actually yeah this happened to me if i was that person's friend yes they were absolutely getting cancelled as soon as i've seen that 100 percent. because i don't really feel like five random women are going to lie on you for, for the for the shit hell of it like that doesn't make sense to me yeah i was also going to add that when we look at first of all when we talk about cancelling we're not just talking about okay we're just saying oh you did this this year we're talking about rape and sexual assault mm-hmm. so yeah if i've seen if i see someone who i know who's on this list and they've got multiple women talking here's my thing i'm more inclined to believe women than i am their accusers that's my first and go-to instinct especially if it's been said multiple women and the ratio when we look at the ratio of men who have been accused falsely and the ratio of women that have actually been sexually assaulted it doesn't come close so I guess my only thing is that with this list, look, I'm not going to tell victims what to do, but I would like to just know afterwards, what are we doing with this list now afterwards? Okay, we have this list. So if this list is to avoid these men, but are we eventually going to take the list to the authorities? I mean, like, what are we? Uh, these authorities, no, they don't do no, anything. My, my thing is, though, what, what are we going to do with this list now? Yeah, no, fair, fair. Fair, yeah, but but yeah. Well, I, 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 I think I think the point of the I, list was I think the, the point of the list was to to help women to know like, rah, who should you engage with or not engage with? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you see someone on the timeline, you think, ah, this person's funny. Let me follow them, or let me let me let me maybe do some work in a partnership or collaboration with this person. Yeah. Then the people can be like, yo, hold up, like this person sexually assaulted me or raped me or or did something to me. Blah 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 blah. So I think to me. If if this is if it's a if it's a rape list or a, like a sexual assault list, I think boy, like, and I I think it's it's tricky because for me, yes, the false allegation thing, someone might have it in for somebody, but I've been a few. No, I've, yeah, I've been a few. so I, I think I think what I can say is where to me it just it would seem where two or three are gathered, like if at least there's if if more than one person says something. Like you gotta go, man. You you that gotta was, go, man. That was just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> wow. Where two where two or three are gathered, you gotta go, man. Like why are two why would two people make up random stories? Like for what? You know what I'm saying? And and, and, yeah. and to me, I think I think to me as well, it's it's that I think anyone that has the past like the colorist or the hate black woman tweets to the blah blah blah, I think it's just a logical assumption to make that probably you know, this is not out of the realms of possibility that they might not like women very much and they might just, you know... Yeah, but is, it outside, is it outside the realms of possibility for yeah, two women to be in cahoots to bring somebody down? Why yeah. is that? But you know the, likel- I mean? the likelihood of that over the fact that they've actually done it doesn't compare. 
Mm-hmm. When you think about the fact that one in five women have been sexually assaulted or rape, mm-hmm. in comparison to the number of men who have been falsely accused of rape, that doesn't compare to each other at all. So while, yes, there is always a possibility that someone can lie, but when we look at that list, say there's 100 men on that list, the chances of um, them being falsely accused looks like about one or two of those men out of the 100. So is I it, agree. And I guess, I, and I guess I, that's the question. Is it worth... Sorry, go on, Rachel. I agree with Tasha in in how she arrived at that point. But what you have said and what Nezi has touched on as well is why would two or three or four women come up and say the same thing? That doesn't make sense to me. In my mind, it just doesn't make sense why people would lie. That's what I said I agree with you. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, you're coming like that guy that was on my timeline the other night. Yeah, have manners, please. No, I agree. I'm saying I agree with Tasha because of how, <laughs> because of how she arrived at that point. But yeah, the yeah, thinking yeah, that you've exemplified can be applied to, to the abuser as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's is true. why it's would true. he do that? It doesn't yeah, make sense. Do that? It doesn't make sense. Why, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So for us to say, well, if loads of people have said it, then you know, why would true. they lie? It, it, that doesn't make sense. But what Tasha's saying is actually it doesn't add up any other way. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I, th- I think where, where I'm coming from on this, right, is I think, explain it. I think Harry, you explain. You you said, is it is it worth um, burning the two for the sake of catching the ninety eight? And honestly, yeah, there, there's definitely a conversation to be had around making sure there's accountability around uh, false accusations. Cool, but this isn't the time for it. The same way that we don't want to be doing whataboutism when we're saying this is the time for action to address the issues that are facing black people. This isn't the time to be asking the question about, yeah, but what about the Asian people who are also underrepresented and suffer from racism? You're right, but this ain't the time. The conversation Uh, is an important one, right? There's a need to be... I, I think we can have multiple conversations at once, but you cannot have them as a counterpoint yeah. while you're having the one at the moment. Right, I, so I don't think yes. have it as a counterpoint. Oh, go on, sorry. So like, yes, there are false accusations that can happen. However, if you look at this logically and critically, you see that the likelihood of a false accusation, like Tasha said, is nowhere near the, ac- the likelihood of a real accusation that isn't taken seriously. So I agree with, this is my last point I need to go, but I, I agree with all that. I think what I was also saying to Harry the other day, though, is that even though the likelihood of false accusation is small and it, it does make sense to, it does make sense that to sacrifice the two for the 100, I feel like the problem with, as Rachel said before, the list is the idea that, like, who... How is it how, like how someone gets on the list is literally by someone just giving a name for is putting a name forward. Mm. So, and to me, yes, even though I do, I do think, especially in an age of like Me Too and believing women, I do think it's important to believe women. But I also do think any any crime should have the same due process under under law, and I do think there's a I do think that if we're, if a list is very, a list that is only just the only safeguard for that list is just that you have to message the person and say this person did it. It's just to me a little bit 
It's a bit out of control. A, a little I, bit out of control. And I, that's, that's, all I'm, that's all I'm saying. And I, and I feel like by saying that people are saying, oh, you don't want, you don't want a woman to speak this. And yeah. it's not that. I'm just saying there's, there is, it's just a little bit, just a little bit, the, the, the checks and balances is just, uh, just a little bit flat for me. That's all, I, that's all I'm saying. Um, but I need, to, I need to balance that. Okay. Because um, I needed to address that. Go on. Yeah, me too, to be honest. Oh gosh, how do I even put it? Address, write it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, the thing is though, when especially when it comes to rape, most of the time, all you have is your word. Because, oh, yeah. like, especially when you think about the length of time it takes victims to come out, you'll be very lucky if someone is able to say what happened immediately after it happened. A lot of the time it takes years. So for example, we take the case of Harvey Weinstein. Before he got to got, got to got, can I talk? Before he got to court, you had several A-list Hollywood women, Hollywood white women, I should emphasize that as well, because that's what made the story more believable to certain people, coming out in droves talking about this is what he did to me. And all they had is their word, because some of them were talking about a 10, 15, 7, 5-year gap. And so while we can look at the counter of, you know, we need to have checks and balances, and yes, in life, we can try. But when it comes to something as horrendous as rape, when you have that many people talking, like... I think sometimes you have to take, you have to take women at women and men because it happens to men as well. We have to take people at their word, and if it ha- if you're accused and it's not true, then we hope that the law is on your side to show that it's not. But too often, but the problem too- is, is there's no law for this one, is there? I guess that's the, the- I guess that's the point that she's making. That like, there's no there's no if there was law involved, maybe it's different. But because there's no law involved, that's the issue. And this is where my question, this is where my question is, okay, now that we have this list, what are we actually doing with it? But I think that's what I'm saying. They're not, they're not passing it to feds. They're just telling other women like, yo, stay away from this person, stay away from that person, stay away from this person, yeah, but et cetera, et cetera. I get it. But the things though, because I'm taking like the case of Harvey Weinstein, after you had all these women talk about it, then you had to be like, no, we have to take this to the law. We need to make this person, put this person away. Because here's the thing about him. Everyone in Hollywood knew what he was doing. It mm. was, they called it, they called, what was the term, like an open secret, like everyone knew. And people would say to women, like, the best you can do is make sure you're not in the same room as him. So it's like, okay, stay away from this man. But there's always going to be a woman or a man who will be in the presence of this person who can get hurt. Like, eventually, something has to be done. Um, can, I, can I ask a question? Is it is it still considered rape if you've changed your mind after yeah. the fact? Not during. Huh? Do you know uh, what I mean? After, how can you change your mind after no, the fact? No, it's a thing, right? It's, so you consent, consent wasn't removed during the act. Exactly. But then upon reflection, you didn't like... Because there's something going around at the moment where they're talking on the timeline about how in the moment they consented, but they talked about how you like some guys were talking about how even though the girl that they were with at the time consented they could see she was physically uncomfortable 
So they chose to stop. And then a lot of women are speaking about how more men need to be like that to read the signs rather than taking... I think that's coercion. That would be... No, I think that's that's classified as coercion. No, no. it's not. That's not correct. I don't think that's coercion because what they're saying is you consented at the time and then afterwards you like you look back and you say i didn't yeah. want i didn't want to do that yeah. but at the time you physically said like and you didn't give any sort of resistance so i feel like resistance is like in terms to, to call it rape there has to be if it's if it's like physical sort of like some sort of some sort of sign that you because i but think it, but that's what they're saying that there were signs in their body language even though they'd they'd verbally consented that and then in the, sorry in the eyes of the law that's not rape yeah because rape rape has to be penetrative and it has to be it has to be said here you go know, the lawyer <laughs> you have to have you have to have verbally said yes or no yeah if you've said yes mm-hmm. and but your body is saying mm, i'm not into this some arcade <sighs> boy mind is telling me no body that the thing is that unfortunately in the eyes of the lord that doesn't classify as rape because so is it classified as because it's it's a real thing and it's a very common thing and it's a topic at the moment i, th- I, think, I, I think some of, i think some people may even be on the list because of that and I think I think this is what I mean. There's two. There's you two, think so? There's mm, probably. There's a difference between. There's a difference between um, consent being withdrawn, mm-hmm. and just being considerate. Mm-hmm. Like as a man, what what they've described in the moments where they said, you know what, I could see that you didn't look comfortable. They're, that's just being considerate and recognizing actually, while you've said you want this you don't look comfortable and as a result i'm not comfortable with it right okay. that's that's just being considerate and that's the this is and this is the thing that i do, to me this is the thing that i don't understand i've got so many questions this is this is the thing that i don't understand to me to like this is just to me and uh, i can't speak for every guy i have a like if if i if i so happened to be having sex with a girl or i was going to and she didn't like like she was into it what i don't want I, yeah. i'm done that's what exactly I'm done. What I'm it's over. Like it's over. I don't. What am I doing that for? What rubbish? Am I a bed? No, I'll go and find someone who wants to. Go away. I don't want you, I don't want you around me. What rubbish? No, no. That's that's the thing to me. What like if there there is something honestly, there's some to any guy listening in your thinking there is something wrong if you would like to continue a sexual act with someone who really doesn't really look do like it. they don't want it. It's there's it's a problem. It's actually a problem then, in your then mind. You it's, might, it's a big then problem you in your mind. Sex doll. Then you actually might. Yeah, as well get, get a sex doll. doll. If that if that's if that's what you you're just trying to you're just trying to you know do your thing and go. Yeah. Fine. You know what I'm saying? Pay a, pay, if you want to pay a prostitute, I, I actually, go and do that. But yeah. With a with a woman yeah, who, who at least a prostitute will pretend for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let, but yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like to me, this whole thing of like ah, uh, um, can't you know, say prostitute uh, anymore. Must be sex worker. PC. Sorry. PC check. You know, apologies. Whichever, whichever one, whichever one it is, like whatever. My my point is like correction and change the word, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to women. Said I believe women is sex worker. My point is, yeah. As a guy, you should want like you should want the like because to me, like if I if like if I'm kissing someone, if I'm like the 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 joy is 
we're both into it. In fact, it's kind of even better if you're more into it than me, like in a way. Because it's like, rah, like man's wanted, bro. If I'm not wanted, mm. I'm out. And if you don't like to, if you don't care about being wanted, there is something wrong. There is something deeply wrong. And you need to go to therapy. Honestly, nice. if, yeah. if you don't want to be wanted, it's... what's that? <laughs> or, or rubbish. Because, because then you're in the mindset of, yeah, you're in the mindset of a rapist because you don't see this woman as a person with agency and with her own mind. You just see like, this is what I want. And I shall have it, regardless of what you think. And mm. if that's how you feel, then really, what is it? There's blow up dolls exist. Go mm-hmm. get one. Yeah, there's not. There's something. Uh, honestly, guys, like if, and I'm not saying anyone who, who, am I calling them a rapist? I'm no, saying I you am. need to. I'm. I'm saying I you am. need to. I'm because all I can say for a certain what a rapist is is if someone has verbally or I keep saying non-verbally. I don't know. If someone said verbally, I can definitely say if someone said verbally said no and you continued, you're a rapist. Facts. If, if you, if someone gave body language that, and okay, someone pushed you away from them and you continued, personally, I feel like you're, I feel like you're rape, you're, you're rapist. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's how also, I feel. That's also, how I feel. I feel you're a rapist. Sorry. No, that's also rubbish. These, these guys that also try and like, if you say, you know what, I'm not actually don't want to. And then they try for a, they try to get you to change your mind. I'm just like, ah, what is that? Coercion is still. But do you know, no, but shall I tell you like, what it is? Like, coercion our society, uh, do you tell you what it is? It's us, our society also normalizes rape culture though. Like you think about shows. Oh yeah. And it's like, you know, that like man, like a man is trying to pursue right. a woman and it's not like, no, it's like, ah, oh, let me, and here's the thing. I think there's. A, I think the problem is we're kind of sometimes things get conflated, and it's like, is a guy pursuing a woman the same as being rapey? And they're not. It's not the same thing. Thank you. And that's what I wanted to touch on the there thing. because I had this conversation with my um with my oh, I've had this conversation with several people to be honest with my boyfriend in particular last night about this, and a point was made that there seems to be this conflation, if that's a word. Is that a word? Ah, it's a word. Yes. It's a word. Thank you. It seems to be that there's this conflation between persuasion and coercion. So yes. coercion, yes. I actually had to look it up because I, I, I got a bit, you know, I wanted to get a bit linguistic with it. But it turns out he was actually Come right. On, girl. Yeah, because coercion, there must be an element of force in there. That's, mm. that's part of coercion. But a guy who sits there and continuously tries to persuade you to do something that is not coercion and a lot of people again may be on that list because of coercion well or rather not persuasion, persuasion. Uh, sorry you know what i mean there's a lot oh what do you say what do you say a lot though what's what's this where's this a lot coming from where's you your mean? uh where is your uh, my timeline uh, is on fire it was on fire there's yeah, even it, actually, might be, it might be on fire but i'm saying i'm saying okay is it because you know some of the people on the list and you don't think they would do that that no. you can say that you think that you that's think not some of the people could be on the list because of this because yeah, I say, I think, I think a lot is a strong I, word. A lot implies a more lot, than yeah, more than no, 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 no. I didn't even, I didn't finish the sentence there. I didn't say that oh, there's a lot sorry. of people on the list because of these things. I said there's a lot of that being spoken of in conjunction with the list. I don't know who, what, where, how. I haven't even seen the list, but a lot of talk is on the timeline at the moment where people are talking about coercion, but upon explanation, it's not coercion. That's what I'm trying to say. There is a lot of. Here's the the thing. At the the same, but okay, to me though, at the same time, when it comes to persuasion, I think persuasion in terms of like ah, there's there's just there's just some there's some it's it's a difficult it's a difficult conversation. But I say Will Smith and Fresh Prince, right? Is that persuasion or is it coercion? 
What did he do? What's happening? What did he do? Okay, not coercion, but he'll like he'll like chase after a girl and be like, "Come on, give me a reason why you won't go out of me." But and in the show, it's like a jokey kind of like banterous thing. Yeah, that's but then. Diff- but what 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 is that? What my question is: what's the what's what's the line? What, what, what is the line between what is the line i think if a girl says to you you know what this is just not for me i'm not involved mm. if, if someone yeah but that's the thing if someone says that what if you think ah she's just playing she's just playing, playing hard, to, hard get. to get and what yeah, what does that even mean it's, it's, and i think there's a lot of great there's there, some but, grays here that i'm trying to work out there's a culture around that as well which is a man has to work for it mm. as well so do you, do you see what i mean there's a lot What's going on? Tunde's got his hand. Got his hand. Bring your hand, Tunde. Wait, what do you want to do with that? Go I just want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so I think for me, right, in answer to the question between persuasion and coercion, right, persuasion is a result, is a uh, action that results in the person voluntarily changing their own mind, right? Sure. So, mm. For example, we talk about this line and where the line is. If someone says, right, particularly focusing this area of um, sexual acts, if yeah, someone says, acts, yeah. right, mm. to be honest, for me personally, my opinion is that I am willing to do anything up to this point. And that this point could be holding hands, that this point could be sex, right? Whatever they have said that line is, it's up to them, right? right. You could then be like, hey, I really like you. I and hope not. This is how you say it. Goodness. No wonder there's this problem. No, you can't say it like that. I really so, like you. Come out. Pause. Um, let's, let's do this raising hands thing where we check how many of us are engaged on here. Let's check. Let's check. Okay, you know what? First oh, of all, I oh, feel triggered and attacked. How dare you? One raised. We ain't gonna talk about game in this podcast. That's not what we're about to do. <laughs> oh, that could just mean never mind. You know what? I won't even say it. Oh, mm, oh, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your first traps. Go back to your future baby that is in training. <laughs> All right. Wait, hold on a second. Do you actually come for my first traps? Tasha, not? we'll cancel him later. Don't worry. We'll we'll meet you on the timeline, Tunde. I was gonna say, don't time. even worry about what I do on my timeline because my thirst traps are delightful. Don't worry. Oh. We'll cancel him. We'll cancel him. Don't worry about it. Tasha's setting traps out here. Why? Oh, here. Um, Sorry. Go on. No, but that the the decision then, right? It cannot be a case of, oh yeah, but come on, what what's the worst that would happen if you went past your boundary? No, nah, but come on, really. Like, who's it going to hurt if you pass your boundary? If the, if the deliberate decision... That's an L for me. ...pass their no. limits, yeah? That, yeah. for me, is where coercion comes in. Mm-hmm. Persuasion is where you understand and respect those limits. You can still be flirty without pushing people past where they're comfortable with, mm-hmm. right? You understand. If, if you have a connection with someone, if you really are able to build that connection, you will be able to build that relationship whether it's a friendship whether it's a romantic relationship whatever in a way that still respects people's boundaries persuasion is acting within that boundary that's been set and with respect to them coercion is when you deliberately try to force people to break the rules they have set for but if someone's if someone's already set the rules for themselves there's no persuasion required because they've told you this is as far as i'm willing to go so what's there to persuade now because, no, because people can change their own boundaries. They can change right? their mind, yeah. Wait, right, you're, you're talking about, okay. Yes, so persuasion is if you are, 
as your relationship develops, you go, you know what, actually, I feel comfortable around you. I feel comfortable to hold your hand. I feel comfortable to kiss you. I feel comfortable to do whatever, whatever with you. Not because you've made me do it, but because I have decided as a result of building this relationship with you and only you, and this, this is what's key for me, right? Because the fact that someone is willing to have sex with one person does not then mean that they are willing to go into the streets and start having sex left, right, and center. Okay. So, so, so here's the, here would be my question because we're talking about like a very, like you're talking. You seem to be talking about a longer process, but yeah. I'm talking like mm. right now. Boom, we're in the bed. Man, are like I, we're, I get, we're getting we're getting hot and heavy. Boom. I don't think I don't you, think you want to you want to go you want to go in. The girl says no. Nah, I, I don't. The girl. The girl. The, the, the girl. Yes. Yeah, okay. And I guess that's that's the point I'm getting to. Because if the girl says in the moment, nah, I don't want to do it. That's if it. you start, if you start, okay. If you start saying, ah, but babes, come on, like you know you want this. Da, no, da, da, don't, da. Try, don't try and up your game levels just because you don't want to get. Yeah, like no, dead that. You get the bars and spit. Huh? No, give real bars. I don't. I don't know why. You're no, me. To... Why are you going to his no... game now? When we no, no, get no, to listen, your game, have... you start listen, shouting. I don't have no original bars. I, I, listen, I ain't got no nothing, bruv. I'm. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> chatting, like uh, hypothetically. So I'm saying now, and you say, "Ah, oh, yeah," but um, and you start being, you start rubbing your hand up her leg or something. Like, where does does that mean now that you're trying? Is that now coercion? That's coercion. Because you're. Yeah, that is. Was... Okay. Okay. I said, first of all, I'd like to apologize for making faces. I've just seen that someone has written the article I want to write. So if you saw me making bare faces, it's because I'm upset. That's all right. We forgive you. Um, Continue. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, I think another example is say, for example, you're in a situation with a guy and you say that, you know what, this is my boundary and I don't want to have sex. And then my guy comes and then whips out condoms. Then you're now, then you're not respecting yeah, what you're I've not, said. You're not respecting boundaries. So it seems like the conversation is basically respect people's, like if someone says something, but and, and it respect goes, my yes and my yes and my no is my no. Yeah, because Tunde said like, what if you, can people change their mind? And I guess the question we're asking about now is can people change their mind in a moment? Is it you really like, coerced? I'm sorry. Like people can change their mind? Sorry, go on. Go on I'm, I'm just reading it. To coerce someone is to persuade an unwilling person to do something by using force or threats. But the examples you guys have used. It's not coercion. It's not coercion. By, by, the, by the definition in a dictionary of what coercion is, it's not. But by rape culture, it is. This world is becoming very complicated for me. I don't know if I want to continue. Just respect your hey, yeses, your yeses. Don't be talking about yeses. that on... What'd she say? No, not like that. Not like that. <laughs> I mean, I just want to go like to Mars or something. It's just a bit weird on this planet. If you take men to Mars, it'll bring the same problems from Earth with you. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, but do like you guys... Did you guys see? Oh, okay, okay. No, here, here um, we go. Here we go. Here we go. Listen, I, I've got, I've got women's health article. Sorry to cut you off, Tash, but I'm just going to read it so that we can, because it says sexual coercion is unwanted sexual activity that happens after being pressured in non-physical ways that include being worn down by someone who repeatedly asks for sex, being lied to, or being promised things that weren't true to trick you into having sex, having someone threaten to end a relationship or spread rumors about you if you don't have sex with them, having an authority figure like a boss, property manager, loan officer, or professor, loan officer, use their influence or authority to pressure you into having sex. Um, in a healthy relationship, you never have to have sexual contact when you don't want to. Sexual contact without your consent is assault. Sexual coercion means f- feeling forced to have sexual contact with someone. Sexual, okay. co- yeah, so, that, that, so that's, that is the definition 
sorry, Tash, you, I cut you off, but that's what I wanted to just. No, that's fine. Know. I was going to ask you guys if you saw um, Ray Black's. Um, yeah, I did. Yes, I yeah. I'm just saying, and th- you know what? I'm starting to realize that men act towards rape the same way white people act towards racism. They don't want to be called a rapist or a sexual offender. It's like the worst thing, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but they have no problem doing the acts the same way white people will have no problem doing the most racist wahala to you. And as soon as you say, you are racist. (gasps) I'm not racist. I'm not racist. Like, how could you say that? But you've just done this, this, (laughs) this, 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 and this. Goodness, babe. (laughs) Why, you look so triggered. No, I think you're, I think you're, yeah, you're definitely right. And I think the, the definition of sexual coercion is that, like, to me, I just think, no, like, bro, like, if, if you ever, if you, like, so go on, go like, on. Just talking about Ray's example, like, you had this man fully just go and grab onto the breast of a woman that he does not know because mm. you think that she's got nice breasts. So you just feel like you have to hold That's them. A, and, and then when you say, and when she says, and then when she says um, to you, you owe me apologize for Oh, but you know I'm not a pervert. Oh, yeah, allow me, allow me. Allow me. I think you should allow me. I think you should allow me. What? what? Man's you know, man's flirty. Allow me, allow me. Like, hold on a second. How does she know that she, like, how does she know that you're flirty? You met her once. Even, no, even then, though. Even then. Like, no, even then, it's madness. Yeah, this is, this is one of the things that I think is, is, is wild because it shouldn't take it shouldn't take however many voice notes she had to send for that to get yeah through. yeah like, even if you are one of those people who's like oh man these rules are so complex i just don't know you know that it's so difficult these days to chat to girls you can't Sweet. come up to a man and then man, just crazy, use her breast like yeah. is that is that is that no, complicated no, no. yeah 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 no is you're that, right is that complicated? <laughs> Nope. You're right. <laughs> that's wild. That's right. wild. Yeah. Like, so he hasn't it, got an excuse. Grab it and give it a good shake. <laughs> yeah. That he has no. There is no grey area there. That is. That is wild. That is but wild. I, I think. I think. I think more. I think more guys in the industry are like that. I'm sure there's bare stories like that. There, there's, the, the music industry is wretched. She. How do you? Payment. Don't limit it to music. How, oh. Theatre, theatre and film, and I'm talking, I'm talking from experience and knowing, right? There are those people, the stories I've heard from my people in there, like, the, those industries are just as corrupt. It's entertainment in general. I mean, it's just... No, no, entertainment, no, probably. Before we move on, just with your point, Tasha, when you brought up Ray Black, there was some controversy over the fact that she'd brought it up, um, because obviously in... The conversation that she shared she had stated that she accepted his apology but then obviously with her now later on bringing it up a lot of people are saying things like well you outwardly forgave him for this so why now are you dragging him on the timeline after you've already accepted his apology because she was... can change her mind should, should, should I tell you what? oh see this Sorry. is do you see why i brought up that thing from before about changing your mind after the fact i hope you that's why yeah, this I is think it's, it's, it's slightly it's slightly different because the, it, the thing it, is the offense was okay and that's the one thing that my my ther- i was just speaking to my therapist today and mm. one thing she said is like yo you can absolutely change your mind it's absolutely mm. fine there's nothing so like if if someone's wronged you and you were caught cool at the time and it's like you're mm. not cool it's fine yeah you, if I agree. You're, you were wronged bro so you do what you like I agree. like ray black to be like 
it like for for me, whatever she wants to do is her business. But I was perfectly fine with her, like because bro, he grabbed her breast. Mm. He's a thump in his mouth, bro. About like, oh, uh, you, if he gave the apology, are oh, you doing it for clout? How is how is being sexually assaulted clout? Where's the exactly? What do you get from that? You get nothing. Exactly. Like, yeah, if anything, is. if anything, she probably gets more. It's probably more problems for her, especially in the music industry. She's she, not playing she's, ball. She, she said in her notes that one, she didn't say anything for a long time because her friend at the time told her, if you say anything, this guy, even though like I looked at his um, Twitter, whatever, I'm like, your followers don't seem to be that great in terms of numbers, especially in, in comparison to hers. But he obviously knows people. If you any, if you say anything, it appears like you don't play ball and it's going to stop you from getting opportunities. How many times have women been in that position where you don't say anything because it could be a threat to your career. She only said that, listen, I got rid of that friend and honestly, I'm, I, I, just, I just don't care. And in terms of, well, you forgave him so you shouldn't say anything. I can, for, hypothetically, I can forgive the man who murders my sister. It doesn't mean that I will stop the process of him forever. going to jail. <laughs> it's true. Yep. Um, and the other, the other point that was raised was that um, that friend, that same friend you mentioned, Tasha, was mm-hmm. doing up no, we can't be breaking, we can't be tearing down black men. Like, that was the excuse that was given. It was like... Oh, oh who does it? Does Easy Mills sing? Um, no, no. Oh, it was, oh. I think it's still Ray Black. She, she mentioned that one of, the, one of the points that that friend made in terms of why she shouldn't um, go public with it was because it would be tearing down a black man and obviously it's our responsibility to hold... And quite frankly, I, I, I would not, I, blame, I wouldn't blame black women if at this point it's when, you know what, black men, you're on your ones. Mm-hmm. Once, trust me. Don't I, I wish more black women would do it because honestly, like this, this allegiance that we're meant to have to black men that is, not well, is not reciprocated at all. And on, like, I can't remember who I was speaking to last week. I think this was before you guys came on my podcast. Like I almost had a, oh, I remember now I was in the older girls group chat, chat and I almost had a breakdown because I'm like, I'm very fed up for black men. Like I'm very tired. I'm very tired of having to fight racism and speak for and us. And, and then it's like, like y'all hate us. Not, not you guys, but as a collective, it just seems you don't have like to do, you, you don't have to do that though. I know, but it just seems like you guys hate us with the fires of a thousand suns. But then I still, thank you. But then I still have to go out and defend your life because regardless of how awful you are, if a white man decides to go put his foot on your neck, it's his foot on your neck, it's still wrong. But then just mm. to know that that same energy will not be reciprocated for me. And so when I was saying that black men can rape and sexually assault and we should hold them down hold because down. they're black, I'm like, this is how y'all let R. Kelly get away with so much. Definitely. Sorry, one thing I wanted to go back to as well. Now, t- I totally agree with everything you just said. But one of the things I to go back tired. to was, with, was, was Rachel when she just mentioned quickly about like the thinking, like, going back and reconsidering damn it she's just gone said be right back five minutes damn it i can't <laughs> even go back on it but i'll remember i'll remember it i'll remember it mm. but oh man i really had an interesting point on that I write it down. writing it down helps no, no 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 i'm gonna write it down but 
basically the 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 point was around like can you retrospectively like think that someone has done you um when i say th- think that someone has done you wrong in regards to rape in regards to rape or like sexual assault obviously you can but i think her point was like what if at the time you verbally con- you gave all consent or whatever and then you look back and think ah uh, i didn't really want to do that what happens then like because the guy might not necessarily know is is that rape like what is that and i think that i think that was the conversation she was i think that's what she was talking about but i think maybe, that's such, that's such a layered question yeah so we might yeah, especially just, if you take into account age yeah yeah i think so um but just to sort of wrap on this whole thing about um uh like sort of I guess we were talking about diversity of thought and then we got onto like the whole thing with black women and the, the allegations of rape and everything like that. Um, how do you think as a, um, Tasha, as a black woman, how do you think that black men in this time should be advocating for black women? Like what should we, what is your thoughts about what we should be doing? I, I have my thoughts, but I'd be interested to hear what you think. You know, no one's actually ever asked me this question. Um, and to some extent, I don't even know. I would ask you, I mean, I don't know. I'd I'd just ask you for some compassion. Mm. I mean, is it, is it that hard to really just see us as people? I mean, the same reverence, not even reverence. I'm not even asking for reverence. I'm just asking for some respect. The same way you can give it to a white woman or an Asian woman. I mean, I would, if I was speaking to a white person about, you know, race, I would say, read, educate yourself. But to say that to a black man, I just feel like that's almost redundant because I'm like, you've been around black women your whole life. You have a black mother, you have siblings, and you still I, don't respect the humanity. Yeah. So what, what can a and book tell and, you? And maybe, <laughs> and maybe you would only respect the humanity if it was your relative. And on it. <sighs> I don't, I don't know. How, how do you ask someone to respect you as a person when your struggles are almost identical? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cindy, what, what would you, if you were, like, as a black man, what would you say to other black men about how they should, because we know a lot of people are talking about, a lot of black women are saying, defend us, protect us. What do you think that looks like? What does that look like? Yeah, like practically. Um, so I, for, for at a very basic level, like start with copy and paste, right? So <laughs> where you have seen black women putting up statements of support for black men, copy and paste. If you can't do any education, copy and paste and switch the pronouns around or the the... Uh, the nouns right let that be a start point get comfortable doing that get used to the words that are written in there in terms of the emotion the anger right just get used to it embed yourself in that secondly start to break down your own pride become aware of what you do become more aware of yourself right because what stops so many people is this stupid stupidness around not all men and that's not me right? We're not saying this to you. 
Like, take yourself out of the question and recognize that this is bigger than individuals. This is bigger than, oh, um, Tunde is being accused of not doing enough by Tasha. This is black women as a population saying the system that is unfairly designed against you as black men is even tougher on us because we face not just racism, but sexism on top of it, right? Break it down into the simple parts and just take out ego, take out all the pride. And if you need to look at it logically and objectively, do that. Because even in that even in those terms, it is very simple to understand. And I feel I don't know. I feel like the more the more I go on, the 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 more woke and I can imagine people are gonna be out there like, oh yeah, here we go. It's all the woke, all the woke buzzwords, right? But What's wrong we, with that? Woke is seen as... I, I would not take someone calling me woke as a compliment. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, well, how, t- how times have changed. I, some, I sometimes use it as an insult. But anyway, go on. <laughs> right. And, it's, and it, is, it is as basic as that, right? Because if you, can, if you can understand the two concepts separately and you understand basic concepts of maths where it's multiplication, right? Put the two together. You understand sexism, you understand racism. Look at what happens when you try to deal with both at the same time, right? That exists, that's what's happening. Like, it's easy enough to understand the two parts separately, right? But we're not even looking at the added complexities of um, black men and women in the LGBTQ community, right? The extra level they face. Black men and women who are in, uh, who have disabilities, who are in mm-hmm. those other underrepresented groups, right? If you can't even get 101, you're, you're, re- you're really going to be left behind as people start to recognize the challenges that people face, right? And there's work to be done, and we don't have time to be dragging you around, right? If you want to stay relevant, as a lot of these people on the timeline do, then you're going to need to read up. Sorry, J. Cole, but that's it, right? You need to catch up and quickly because black women have been doing this work for years and years. They've been at the forefront of so many movements, so much change and progress has happened because of black women. And they are fighting against their own struggles at the same time. If we had more time and we were able to go into this, I would also go into the dangers and the, and the horrible myths that come with the, the strong black woman trope. Right. That, that oh gosh. Because it's it's weird how men are so quick to be like, look, yeah, how can you expect us to to do all this extra fighting for you? Like, when are we gonna get the chance to be vulnerable and then not be able to apply the same logic and same empathy when women are like, to be honest, we are tired all the time. Right? When do women, when do black women especially get a chance to be vulnerable, to not be strong, to not be uh, the 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 breadwinner who's also keeping herself looking attractive, who's also able to cook, clean, and wash, who's also able to look after children, like show some empathy, do some work. End of rant. That was your Chumbayoga speech, you simp. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I think you made some really. <laughs> I don't know what this is gonna mean for my career. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have against John Boyega? No, we got nothing. Of oh, we love John Boyega. No, no. John Boyega's been a, a, a don for Mali, bruv. Attack the block, <laughs> don for Mali. 
But no, I, I think, and it's funny you touched on the strong black women thing and Rachel's just come back because you had a little uh, chat about that, didn't you, Rach? About the strong black women trope. I feel very strongly about it, to be honest with you. But to be, uh, there's not really much more I can add to what Tunde said. Uh, I just think it's a very damaging thing. I think we need to stop altogether saying that or yeah. just completely stop just stop because it's it, it's damaging on both sides so being a young black girl and constantly having that reinforcement that you're strong you're strong you're strong you're strong growing up it doesn't teach you that it's okay to be weak it doesn't teach you that it's normal to ask for help it doesn't in a way because it's sort of it takes away the opportunity for care and tender love in a way you don't get that and you also don't really learn how to give that either so it can even be difficult to come across as that tender person and, and growing up you can come across as aggressive or hard or all of these things do you know what i mean and it just reinforces some of the beliefs that white people have of us so there's that side and then at the same time it teaches those around us that we don't need help that we don't need to be cared for it's just all together it disassociates us from the love that any human being would require like basic and mm. i feel I, the damage that it does is unthinkable it's just unthinkable and i think it goes beyond what many black women are even aware of within themselves yeah 100% and i just just completely discourage it 100% it's to me it's an insult uh, generally speaking i wouldn't say it is but to me it is because of my experience and how hard i now have to work to come out of that mindset for myself. Uh, so I, difficult. Can I add? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, so when I was started doing counselling last year and the counselling was around um, uh, my dad having cancer. So when I had my first counselling session, we, the, the lady came to my house and we were just talking. And she was asking me about my life and my relationship with my dad and just how I deal with things emotionally. And then she just kept asking me, like, do you realize that, you know, you don't have to react like that to certain things? I was like, yeah, but I have to be strong. She said, do you know how many times you've said that you have to be strong? She's like, why, why is it that you always have to be strong? And I couldn't give her an answer. Mm. And last year was the only time I really realized that that whole having to be strong is really dangerous. But I've been in that mindset since I was 13 years old, ever since my parents divorced, and I'm the oldest. So, yeah, like Rachel, and I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen me say it on my Twitter, but I'm like, I'm very tired of being the strong black woman. Like, like I actually just want to hug. Like, I would just like to crawl into the corner and cry because all of this is really hard. Yeah. And I think we have we have robbed black girls and black women of that. Like when you see these pictures and these videos of like these six year olds at Black Lives Matter marches and everyone's like praising, I'm like, these children have no business being there. No. Like this is not, like, we, like even this, this, oh, I can't remember which publication did it, but they had like George Floyd's daughter, six-year-old daughter in the t-shirt of her dad with her fist up and they made like an entire um, piece about it. And so many people were like, take this down. Like, how are you going to make this face of the movement? 
like she, she she at her age should not have to be strong and we i think we have just done black girls such a disservice by that phrase yeah i think and we, especially within like, sorry rach can i add yeah no go on i i think we've also given this message in that strong black woman we've also given this message to to white people and to black men exactly. that you know that that you know it's black women that are going to save the world mm. like because they're the strongs they're the ones that can do they they can bear the burden they can be the iron man and lay down their life for the galaxy it's like it it, it just it just doesn't just doesn't compute anymore. It's too tiring. Mm. I don't know. As you can tell, I'm very weary. Yeah. No, I hear that. I mean, for me, for me, I think if I was going to say anything to just echo what everyone else has said in terms of like how black men can sort of protect black women or stand up for them, I think one of the things that starts is one thing that anyone can do. It doesn't have to. It's your circle. Um, evaluate your evaluate your friends what were you gonna say Rich? yeah i have one thing to say which i think some people might not really agree with but it's um so this has been going around quite a lot and i've seen it where a lot of women are expressing that they are tired and they don't want to hear black men saying you know what can we do what can we do to support you or what could we do better blah 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 a lot of women are getting very frustrated and i can completely understand why I personally don't have a problem with that question. Like in life, I don't have a problem with that question because as much as I think in life, you will come across different people from different walks of life, different backgrounds, different upbringings, irrespective of the fact in this instance that we're all black, there are still black women within our communities and we are all different. We would all like to see different responses. We all want to be dealt with in different ways. So I don't believe that there is one way to address us as a collective because we are Mm -hmm. different. We have different needs, you know? So when, if a black man comes out and says, well, what can I do to support you? What what, what can we do better? I have no problem with that question. No problem whatsoever. Because what Tasha tells you and what I tell you, you're going to be two different things. It's an individual Mm -hmm. thing. So I think... You can speak maybe generally about what you can do, but I really think that would just come down to common sense a lot of the time. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, being a nice person, maybe stop dragging women for the colour of their skin or whatever it is that you're just, you know, general things like... Maybe not throw black women in dumpsters. Yeah, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Things like that that we don't really, you know, you don't need to ask us about that. But in terms of what we need and what you could do to support us better... I have not got a problem with that question. I've seen a lot of people discouraged for asking that question. I honestly, I promote it. Keep asking that question. Keep learning. Anything to learn, do that. Do that. You see, I would approach it like this because it's kind of like how we dealt with the whole J. Cole thing. Maybe J. Cole's song would have been received differently if it wasn't for this particular time. Maybe, so, I yeah. think a, so I think there's a time and a place for everything. When you can see that as a collective, black women are weary, the last thing that maybe some of us would want is for you to then start coming in front of us like, so what can I do where you said, like, it can just be an issue of basic common sense. Now, I would approach it like the same way I would approach things at work. If I don't know something, I'll try and do a bit of research by myself. And if I don't get it, then I'll ask. But that's... 
as I said, everyone has a different idea of that. And being someone who struggles to ask for help in the first place, I think the thing I would need the most in times like this is for someone to say, how can I help? Because I'm not going to come to you and say, can you help me like this? So for you to come up and say, what can I do? You are giving me the opportunity to say what I need because otherwise I would not, I would not tell you. So that's, like, that's why yeah. I don't have a problem with that question at all. But I think well, this is this is showing that black women are not a monolith, and so what one person wants, another person might not be exactly you know, happy. With. Yeah, we're we're literally on two different sides of the same coin. Yeah, and yeah. see, this is the thing. So, yeah, but that's but that's fine though. Yeah, that diversity and of thought I think is that's fine. The point. I think that's the point. Mm. Mm. So, so basically, anyone listening to this podcast, you may ask Rachel, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly, and I think you know it's the same sort of similar conversation, like you might have a white people like you don't you don't always know what you're going to get mm. being an ally like if i asked the if i asked the question i might get a response of like don't ask me that question blah blah blah, blah. but like so because for, for me when i ask the question like i do want to know but for me i feel like i already know what i i'm i'm doing in terms of like how i can help mm. like, my, my way of helping for me is like talking to other black men and just educate like right now i've got like an instagram for going on about sexual assault and things like that and i'm having conversations with black black, black men in my dms are asking me this question asking me that question and i'm just having the conversations and people are like and i was having a conversation with one guy who was asking like ah oh, but education can't change things like people just you know people just do like if a man Did wants to sexual assault no but i mean what he's saying is that if a man wants to sexually assault a woman or whatever he's just going to do it like the education won't make a difference and i'm like oh, okay. i think I, under, I understand what he's saying, but I'm like, even the conversations that we're having about consent and all these different things, there's many layers to them. And I think it does take, it's not just as simple as like understanding, but I think guys need to understand first of like something that some guys seem to not understand is that there is not this thing of, you know, trying to persuade, when, you say, when I say persuade a woman to try and jump in bed with you, like if she's not on it, you shouldn't like that. That that's something that you need to rewire or understand or come to terms with in your brain or things like you know sexual assault like in Egypt 99.3% of women have been sexually assaulted or sexually sorry sexually harassed um, or assaulted so understanding the facts of okay if you said a woman like what a woman wears plays into her getting assaulted or harassed knowing that you can think that as an opinion but the facts don't bear that out the, the actual facts of sexual harassment and assault don't bear that out what were you gonna say Rach? It sounds like he needs to reframe or it would help if he reframed his understanding of education because mm. that is very much education, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not quite mm. sure how, how he's seeing it, but it is, it's a lack of education. No, but I think what he's saying is that for, for him, mm. I'm not, he's not trying to assault or harass women. Yeah. So he doesn't need to understand. But I'm saying like we all, I think, we, I think all of us as men probably know more sexual harassers or assaulters than we think. Yeah. I think, and mm. I think, and I think, were we to have certain conversations we don't know what we might be stopping or the, th the things that we might be triggering so i'm not going to say oh you know talking doesn't do anything no nah, i'll talk and i'm having conversations and so those conversations that i might have will spark a conversation with somebody else and somebody else so i think yeah. men the best thing you can do is educate yourself like read books like everyday sexism things like that um by is it laura bates and there's like that book for me is a it's a quite a it's not like super deep thinking it just presents facts and it's a very mm. obvious book and it just presents sexism as it is and it's really and it's quite in, it's when i say interest it's interesting it's very it's sad but it's interest is an interesting book 
And you can start off just reading that book, boom. And you've got some facts there that you can understand. All right, cool. This is what sexism is. And it's important like to, to know because, it, you know, we always talk about sometimes, ah, uh, well, this could be your mum. This could be your da da da. It's just they're human, yeah, bruv. They're exactly. a human, bruv. Period. So, period. Period. Yeah, just, period. Just, you're a human, like, so yeah. Care about care about other humans. That's that's the that's that's the base. That that's sort of the base thing. But yeah, I, and you know, for me, you know, um, oh yeah, yeah. On Twitter, you can DM me. I was about to give my government name. Jeez, but if you want to, if you want to, if you want to just chat and ask questions, I'm not going to judge you for asking questions. Like, yeah, same. don't ask, don't ask, don't ask. You don't like, you don't necessarily have to ask women these questions because they, they, you know, they don't want to hear all that right now. Some women don't want to hear, all, black women don't want to hear all that right now because they're going, like, they're just not trying to hear all that, bruv. Like, Fair, you're yeah. known, but I'm like, I'm here to ask, answer questions. So at Plantation Tells, you know, DM me, ask some questions, don't matter what it is. I'm not trying to expose you or out you on the time, like, nothing like that. Just have the conversation and we'll grow. That's what I'm saying. Same, same, Love it. Same thing for me, right? Uh, the same conversations I've been willing to have with white friends who just haven't understood. Not everyone's going to be willing to do it, but I think it's the same thing. If black men need to understand what it is that's upsetting white um, black women, yeah, reach out. TFTP Tunde. In fact, hit all the tales from the plantation men. We, yeah, yeah. We're about to do this education drive, man, because it's, yeah, yeah. it's important. It is important. Mm. Yeah, I think it's overdue as well. Like, even the jokes that we make, right? Like, I was seeing the tweets that, uh, who was it? It was um, Ashen Destad, where he was like, yeah. um, the, the type of tweets would be like, oh, if you come home and you see, the, see this woman dressed like this, what are you doing? Yeah. Nothing. What's that doing anything? If she hasn't. Even the, the, the gym one. Yeah, it was the gym well, one. I was, he... just saying, I was just saying underneath. There's a few of those. Said, asking when her reps are, reps are done so I can, get on, <laughs> I can get on the equipment. It's like, bro, what are you going to do, bruv? You just, like... And that's the thing. I, I don't think... I think what people think is, is like, ah, oh, you can't ever appreciate that women are attractive anymore. That's not what man is saying. But man's saying, don't go over to her and, like... Like, she's just trying... Like, she's trying to do her thing. Let her do her thing. Like maybe if you buck her at a bus stop or something, you want to run a conversation, you try a conversation, she's not interested, cool. You can keep it stepping. It's just, the, it's the respect of people's boundaries and people's time. Like, yo, yeah. like, man, I'm not trying to, sometimes people are just trying, and people, and people say in the comments, well, with an outfit like that, she's trying to be noticed. I'm like, no, it just happens. Oh, she, <laughs> she's not bad. Like, I'm work out. With an outfit like that, she's wearing exercise gear. But my, but my, but, but, exercise machine, bro, but here's my, but bro, here's my thing. Like, even if she was wearing a phone, but even if she was naked, it's not my, she's not me, bruv. Like mm. someone might report her to the police for indecent exposure. Fine. <laughs> but look, that's just, I just don't really like, I just don't really care, bruv. Like it's, it's just got nothing. It's got nothing to do with me. And no one is saying like, you can't find women attractive anymore. That's not what people are saying, but people are saying, don't make creepy comments. Don't do That's what people are saying. Like it's, it's I find those men so dramatic. Like even that mindset of like, oh, well, she's wearing this, or even if she was naked. Okay, let's just say she was naked. And let's just say that out of all the guys in the gym, she wanted one man's attention. What makes you think that you're the one man? Yeah, trust me. She might have thought you're clapped. What will you do then? <laughs> what if she thinks that you are bone-faced ugly? Like, what does her, like, I'm, I'm so baffled by that mindset, but what does her nakedness have to do with you? 
happen on the trail? Can you move, please? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think, I think, do you know where the mindset comes from? And this is the thing, because I'll ownership. be real, like, huh? Ownership. Yeah, but, but sort of ownership, but also like, as a man, like you are, like you are educated to think of that. Like to me, I didn't, I didn't just come out of the womb thinking, oh yeah, you know, women's bodies, their own agency and they can do what they like and blah, blah, blah. I was lucky enough to have women just told, women told me that. Like mm. when I, like someone mm. said to me, ah, oh, um, like I had conversations, I had big conversations with women about like, but if a, if a woman wears this, like how can she expect? And then I thought I, and then I, I learned and I grew. Like, I'm not saying that women have to do that. I'm just saying it so, it so happened that I had women at the time that were patient with me to, 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 answer, to answer the question. So I'm not looking down the man for not understanding. I'm not looking down the man for not understanding. But the problem is, if you don't get yourself up to speed, what you might end up being is a rape apologist, is someone who sexually harasses, is someone or who has bodies around you. Yeah, all in jail. Like, oh, I didn't know. I, I didn't realise she wasn't. Oh, oh really? Yeah. And when some man rapes you in prison, then suddenly you will understand. Yeah, then you yeah. will suddenly, suddenly you will know consent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, well, you lot, you lot are cancelled. That's a cancelable offence. Yeah, cancel. You lot hear me? Yeah, I'm not laughing. I'm not. The elbow girl, not laughing. <laughs> Not laughing. Let's let's put let's press on through. <laughs> let's press through. on through. So uh, um, we're ending with um. So first things first, Greenleaf is back. Oh yes, who, we get who? to find out who that guy is by the Yo, gravestone. Who is that brother? Someone told me who that guy is. Oh now I don't um, know who that guy is. I mean, I gave up on Greenleaf season one. Oh, oh what? no. Sorry. You know what? No, guys. I'll yeah, Tasha, you, you really know? are cancelled. How can you give up on season one? <laughs> How do you that? Three. No, you know what it is where it, for me. When it came to the whole, um, I thought, I thought the storyline was a bit predictable, especially when you had what was it? You know, the sister with the husband that was gay, that was charity. into like the white. Yeah, cha- charity's annoying as hell, man. Like, how could you be saying you... that from season one? That's what I'm saying. Oh, no, no, I'm no, sorry. No, That's no, a bit no, deep. No. Charity was a victim from season one, man. She was no, a victim. she wasn't. Charity was showing her whole entire behind. I just want to, what did she want to do? I just want to preach, daddy. All I get to do is the choir. I'm just like, ah, can you shut oh, up? Well, and is it not obvious? From, if no, you got that from season one, Tasha, then good Yeah, you, you, you shouldn't watch. Yeah, yeah trust me. Because... <laughs> By season nah. four, you'll be next. No, nah, Charity was doing the most in season one. And then Toby was like, sis, it wasn't obvious to you that your man was gay. Oh, read the room, sis. Boy. No, nah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm actually in a way I'm sad that it's the, the this fifth season, fifth and final season, but Same. I'm also glad because you know sometimes they drag out these American shows. No, nah, I want this one dragged. I want no. this one dragged. <laughs> I want it dragged. But you know when nah. it gets to season like eleven and it's like, oh, you're just it's, nah, you're doing you too don't much. Want, you don't want what happened with Game of Thrones. You I didn't watch it. You know, well, trust me, it. you no no trust me. I'm term, like you don't want the sorrow that we went through. Oh, I Everyone I was it. vexed by the by the season by season eight and said, "Ah, oh, you may as well just not done it." I don't want that with Greenleaf. <laughs> no, let, no, them no. End it, let them end it well. What is the season five? It's yeah. season five. Yeah, you let them end to it take, well. Take it to seven. No, you know, no, it's true. No, it could be, you could no, do no, a seven. No, no. Here's the thing. I would say that most good shows usually end at the season six. Season six is a good time. But seven is a biblical number, no? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Completeness. 
That's what it symbolizes. You know, your Bible study. That's what, that's true. What, it's even that's true. That's what scandal did. I mean, me, I'm mourning the loss of Insecure. I've just realized that it's Sunday and there's no new episode. I'm, I'm, I'm actually hurting. How is it done for good? Absolutely not. Bro, I, I don't know anything about the show. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I, don't know. know. No, no. I don't All it's I know been, is that Issa no, Rae is in it. Oh, she writes renewed. it. Whatever. And producers. No, she, it's been redu- renewed for another season, but like last week was the final episode. And like, so we're going oh, to have okay. to wait another year. And you guys, do you watch or not? Before I say any spoiler. We, I don't um, know anything. Watch what? Insecure? No, I yeah. don't know anything about it. No, no, Me, I'm no, secure. No. I don't need to. I need, uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I trust because I've, I've been following, I've been following <laughs> like Insecure since it was Awkward Black Girl on YouTube. So. Yeah, see, I heard about that. And I, do you know what I did watch on YouTube? Does anyone remember the, oh, what was that? It was like, it was a kind of Raisha Nisha. Um, what? And she, she did like a series on like workplace. Who? Oh my gosh. Sorry. If you are a white ally and you're listening to this, it's like an amazing series to watch about like workplace microaggressions and things like that. What is the girl's name? Oh my gosh, guys, this is going to really like annoy me. Like Raisha Nisha, it was her name. But, you sure you're not talking about awkward black girl? No, no, no. It was it was like awkward black girl, but it wasn't awkward black girl. And basically, it was like, um, it was basically about like a white, uh, a, sorry, a, a black a black woman who was just like doc- it was documenting her sort of experiences in the workplace and stuff like that, and just her life. But it was really, one, it was really good. One day we could do a whole episode just on microaggressions. Oh gosh. What, a, what an episode! What an episode that would be. I'm a, okay. I'm a, I'm gonna find it at some point. But yeah, yeah, it's a okay. Yeah, just to say that I am very upset about there's no insecure for another year. Don't so I join guess Greenleaf. Join Greenleaf. Yeah, Green I got man. I got obsessed in I got upset in season one. Oh come on, get ah, upset they, in season yeah, two exactly. then. No, I don't want upset. to. And and the thing like Lynn Whitfield playing the whole demonic mother is overrated. Guys, sorry, I just found it. It's the unwritten rules. Go and check that out on YouTube. The unwritten okay. rules. It's great. Like it's really great. I might go back and watch the whole thing. It's a YouTube series. Okay. Sorry, when does Greenleaf come back? Is it tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. Yeah. Ooh. Wait. Well, will they put up the whole season, or they do it episode by episode? Nah, they'll do. Ep- they'll do episode by episode. That's how it's they? normally been. That's okay. how it's normally been. Ah, oh, I don't want it like that. <laughs> Okay, Teen Wolf. Some baby. <laughs> I don't want it like that. Don't. Oh, I'm like right. Karen, boy. Um, <laughs> no, no, so yeah, last thing, last thing. Um, in this moment of, of black sadness sometimes, um, what are your favourite black films? That's what we want to end on. What, is your, what are your favourite black films? I'll start. Ooh. Mine is probably, one of my favourites is Coach Carter. Love that. Ooh, that was my number one. That is literally my favourite movie of all time. Sorry, Tunde, Rich what? Rich Mend. Rich Mend. Rich what? <laughs> Rich Mend. What is your greatest fear? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a great film. No, it's Absolutely a great, great film. Anyone else? Favourite black films? Tasha. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, because Tasha's what? got the library over there. Go on, Tasha. I mean, it's not what people expect, but I think think I love Think Like a Man. I really, really do. Was that? I remember it being all right. I remember it being okay. <laughs> it, no, it just for me, it just 
I just laugh and it fills my hand with joy and I am mushy at heart and I don't think the relationships in that were toxic unlike Love and Basketball and Love Jones and Boomerang so yeah that's fair like when I tell you how much I hate Love and, ba- hate love and Basketball we talked about this and I, I said I had nothing no no trust me when I said it on Twitter it was not received well yeah I can imagine black people swear about that film boy um <laughs> No, oh, yeah. Like, what other black films? Come back to me. Uh, which ones would I watch if it's just ah? Uh, you know what? Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite. I'm not sure if you guys have seen that. Oh, I haven't seen dude, it. It is like it is the the peak of like black exploitation movies. Like basically, it is just a fantastic parody. It is hilarious. It is. A huge exaggeration. It is beautiful, and it is just so black. I actually liked Barbershop. Barbershop. Was, I loved it's a, it's a Barbershop. It's it's like wait. It's I think it's a classic. I think it's like a classic. No, Barbershop black, is black great. Movie. I think it's a classic black movie. That is. It is. Like Barber- and the like, soundtrack Cedric, is fantastic. Like Cedric the Entertainer is actually really. Is re- is really really funny in that film. Cedric Cedric said it's hilarious in that. Another one I will add to the list: Roll Bounce. Roll Bounce is incredible. I don't think we going, are we going there. Drumline. <laughs> <laughs> no, Roll Bounce. Roll Bounce is just like it's what is it? Bow Wow, Cleo Thomas, J- Journey Smollett, um, Brandon T. Jackson, and it's based in the seventies, but it's very well done. And Mike Epps is it as well, and Charlie Murphy was in it. But it was it, it was very well done, very well acted. The storyline was good, and the soundtrack is impeccable. Do you know what film I'd have I I used to love, but I feel like I would find it absolutely ter- terrible if I watched it again now. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Did anyone ever see that? I I know it, but I've never I've watched it. Never watched that, it. <laughs> like when I look back, I'm sure if I watched it now, I'd be like, this is absolutely freaking terrible. But at the My- time. My battery's about to die, so I'm going to share my one real quick. So mine is um, Good Hair. So it's more of a docu movie. That's a good film. Good Hair by Chris Rock. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone should watch that. Everyone. I have seen it. It's very good. I will say that for me, not a movie, but a series I love, A Different World. I think A Different World is completely and utterly timeless. And Debbie... Ellen is my hero. One day I will interview her, but yeah, absolutely love it. It's just, it was such a well done show. I'm still finishing off, but The Five Bloods is apparently pretty good. I'm still, I'm watching it, but it looks pretty good. The new Spike Lee, Spike Lee movie. Mm. But yeah, guys. Insecure, to the list, it's incredible. Who? Insecure, add that to your list. We told you, Greenleaf, you're coming back with Insecure again. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) Um, absolutely obviously boondocks if we're going with tv series is an absolute Hell yeah. oh absolutely. yeah boondocks is an absolute <laughs> i just i need boondocks to, to just they need i need them in this moment honestly bring only if they bring aaron back because season four was a travesty without him yeah no, they need aaron back and he needs to come judo back. flip chap, chap, chap. and on flip. that <laughs> okay and on cool. that note <laughs> we will end this right here tell us on the plantation volume 31 um, right, I can't find us. myself. All right. Okay. Oh wait, you can, you can, you can. I'm, I'm doing the, the end sequence. The end sequence. I'm just doing what you did on my podcast. 
Oh, you know what? I did, so I can't even. I can't even deny that. But anyway, follow, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get good podcasts. Um, follow us on Instagram at Tales and Plantation, Twitter at Plantation Tales, um, Facebook Tales on the Plantation. Um, if you wanna um, continue the conversation, hashtag Tales and Plantation. We also have Tasha on here, who's from A Soulful Storm. So you can go follow her on Instagram, Twitter. You're not, not going to let Tasha speak for herself. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to speak over black women. Tasha, did I miss you need anything? to stop that. Yeah, I was going to say that you can follow the podcast I sell for Storm on all social media platforms, including WordPress. But my person is like Sampa Tasha on Twitter and then Tasha Sampa on Instagram. And it's because someone took my name on Twitter. But it's okay. I will forgive Correct. them. She's a big time, big time uh, writer now, boy. Team Vogue and that. What do you mean? So, you know. Stop we're, it. We're, we're lucky to have her now before she blows. Now, before that, fee, before that appearance fee gets too much. You know? Yeah, trust me. When she starts, guys... inbo- starts messaging me saying, yeah, it's a G for the appearance. I say, hey. <laughs> I would never do that to you guys. What are you talking about? But yeah, man. Rach, anything you want to plug? Or are you good? Um... Come on, Barbell. El Barbell at El Barbell on Twitter. I'm here for open, honest, real communication, real conversation, no judgment zone, judgment free. Judgment free zone. That's well, what I'm here for. Um, learning and laughing. Um, learning and laughing only. Don't come for argument. I beg. It, it's just pointless. No, no I, I will add, I am the black K-pop girl. Please, at no point ask, don't, black men, don't ask me any questions. It will not be received well. Don't. Can we ask, ask you questions me. about K-pop? Of course you can. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> you right. are here for daily thirst traps. In- oh, my goodness. goodness. And on that wonderful, wholesome note, Tunde, is there anything you want to plug? <laughs> just my own just my own media. It's TFTP underscore Tunde, T-U-N-D-E, on Instagram and Twitter. Instagrams and Twitter. Twitter. All right. Volume 31. It has been fun. We are out. See y'all later. Thank you. Bye.